it's a loading bar. Okay, that's cool. Okay, click. What's this one and twenty-five nonsense? Oh, those are the potions I have. Cool. What's this plus button? Nothing. Oh, I can just. Oh, okay, it's cool. All right, click buttons now. Oops, I need to attack with more than one stamina. That's right. Those random musings means it's the start of RPG Cast episode 226 for the week of June 16, 2012. I'm here with a bunch of people from RP Gamer. It's, uh, who have I got with me? I got Anna Marie Neufeld. Is there ever a podcast that doesn't become amazing without me? Um, there isn't any that become amazing with you, so I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, wow. Also here, Emmanuel Marino. Thanks for that, Captain Kirk. Anna. Oh. Is there <laughs> any podcast that doesn't become better without me on it? Ouch. <laughs> All right. Also here, Michael Tidwell. I think Chris is getting beat on right now. <laughs> and I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Oh, wait. John Yerworth, also here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for forgetting oh, yeah, me, Chris. That guy. You know, that, oh, that, that, that dude from England, you with the more awesome Starship Captain? Yeah, screw you. Whoa, 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 whoa. The more awesome Starship Captain? What's that about? Thank dude, you, I approve. John Luke Picard was so much better than Kirk. Okay. I don't get it. If he's a Frenchman, why does he have an English accent? Yeah. Don't ask. He's a Frenchman. Because it's the future, no. and those things happen. Is he even an English yeah. citizen? It took that long well, for France and England yeah. to actually get together. Yeah, I believe he is. Hmm. Is he in English? No, I think he, he had he had an estate in France, didn't he? No. In the show or in real no, life? Patrick Stewart himself. Oh, actual Patrick Stewart, yes. Actual Stewart. Okay. Yes, not the one. Yeah, not the character. Yeah, he's uh, English. Uh, Patrick right. Stewart is English. Hmm. All right, then. Star Trek Facts. Thank you for tuning in to Star Trek Facts Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some revelations about the new 2013 movie, Star Trek II, starring the new cast, Zachary Quinto, and come on, let's get to the RPGs, dude. (laughs) All right, well, let's jump into the RPGs. First off, I got some voicemails. Oh, by the way, everybody, thank you for watching our E3 coverage and commenting on it and enjoying it. It was a very fun show. We had a ton of of good times out there getting footage for you. I hope you enjoyed it. It's all up there on YouTube and our indexes, and we've got impressions and videos and all that sort of good stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Please give us feedback of things you'd like to see us change next year. Email those in right to the podcast, podcast podcast.rpgamer.com. We can process those and see what we can do better for you next year. Uh, but first, really quickly, there are more videos than what we posted on the index. So if you go to youtube.com slash rpgamer.com, Actually, spell out the dot. There's a ton of videos there in our E3 2012 playlist. Especially the bloopers. Especially some non-RPGs that are pretty cool, like our trip around Nintendo and uh, some, yeah, some bloopers, like Anna said. So be sure to check that out. RPGamer.com with the dot spelled out. I'm not entirely sure that those are bloopers when you guys are just running the camera and don't know it. That is Fine. a blooper. Shots. No, that I think it's candid. Then candid moments. Would you prefer? Yeah. All right. I, I'll buy that. Uh, I have some candid voicemails from people. Remember, we like to shoot for thirty seconds on voicemails, but they've been piling up. Which for our voicemail line means I have two. 
Um, <laughs> Yay, so let's too. clear them out. It's our post. We got nothing to talk about this week anyway because it's post E three and nothing happened. So let's uh, let's clear but them out. We didn't have the post E three podcast. Yeah, but we had the during E three podcast. So, oh, <gasps> you had a podcast during E three. Yeah, you were there on all of them. Oh, the video stuff. Yeah, the video stuff. <laughs> These people want things for their ear holes, not their eye holes. Oh, do they now? Well, go listen to the YouTube videos and turn off the video. <laughs> it's better that way Alt-tab. anyway. tab. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right. Why am I coughing? Krogan's now running the show. Yeah, awesome. the Krogan is... Yes, we have, we're having a debate about what's better, Krogan or uh, Wookiee. Who would this win? This is a stupid debate. It's a Krogan. I can't hear you. There's a helicopter overhead. Please repeat. What? <laughs> Seriously, there's a helicopter directly overhead. Okay, it's gone now. You live in L.A., so, you know. Uh, someone's playing Guardian Angel mode. All right, so let's... Uh... That's a Saints Row reference. All right, let's start the vi- voicemail. It's spring here, dude. I've been playing a lot of Dragon Dogma, dude. Which seems like Mazda Hunter, dude. Which inspired me to ask, which is your favorite dragon and why, dude? And yet again, this is Prinny. Dude. Dude. Okay, I was about to say, that's the worst Californian accent imitation I've ever heard. Then he said, (laughs) Prinny. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, What has he been playing? Dragon's Dogma, which is like Monster Hunter, which uh, made us ask what our favorite dragon is? Yeah, that's that's what I got out of it. All right. What's your favorite dragons? Uh, (laughs) Michael! (laughs) Ha ha! Uh, Tiamat, because it was fun. Uh, Tiamat. Michael says Tiamat. And what? Just in general? Just in general? For the, the eight I, would, I would have to go with Final Fantasy XI. Final oh, okay. Fantasy XI, Tiamat. All right. For a second, I thought you meant like, the actual mythical figure from his. Well, you know, if she wants to hang out at my house, I'm cool with that, too. But, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. In Babylonian mythology, Tiamat is a chaos monster, a primordial goddess of the ocean. All right, Manny, What's... favorite dragon. Um, whoever's in <clears throat> Skyrim when I finally get that. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like all of them. Anduin, oh, the world breaker. That game has all of the dragons, remember? Anduin, the world breaker. Got it. All right. All of the dragons. Um, there's a dragon in Game of Thrones season one, right? Let's go with that. Oh, wait, no, he's just... Have you watched it yet? Yeah. Okay. Have you? No, I don't watch oh. TV. So, I just subscribed to game uh, HBO long enough to watch it on the HBO Go and then unsubscribe. <laughs> All right, what? Uh, I subscribed to it long enough to watch it on HBO Go on my Xbox and then unsubscribe. Oh, okay. That's how we manage That's... HBO. I would have thought. All right, That's fine. Well, we don't pirate it. Come on. Yeah, why would you do that? so much more fun just to click it isn't you know the most pirated show of last year and this year or anything like that because there's no other way to get it you mean because hbo finally made a good show (laughs) it's true the wire was so bad that was the worst (laughs) i hate the wire it didn't just no shed light on some very like the wire mike i didn't say it no, but oh, Manny's I, oh, being okay. sarcastic. He's being, he's yeah. being sarcastic. Yes, okay. he's being sarcastic. I don't know what he's you talking about, so I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> Wasn't Friday lot? Night Lights on HBO as well? No, no, that was a... Uh, oh, that, that was, was like, Network? That was around a lot. All right. 
Yeah, Friday Night Lights is definitely a network show. All right, fair enough. Man, the wires. Are we still talking about TV? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about dragons. I'm gonna pick the dragon from Braveheart. Omar. Omar's my favorite dragon. There you go. Wire fans out there. Oh, okay. You're gonna pick Braveheart? (laughs) Yeah, because it's voiced by Sean Connery. Yeah, he's such a. (laughs) Any dragon voiced by Sean Connery wins. Boo. Even in bad movies. <laughs> Boo. You know what? I, I, I take... Why would you give half your heart to a stranger? Just I like, hey, know. I'm going to give you half my heart because you're a noble. Terrible. What about what about you, John? Do you have a favorite dragon? A hermit? Or is that cheating because he's a worm? <laughs> I don't think there's a difference, is there? No, but then... There I, think there is, I, I think there is a bit of a difference, but... Like it's only, only people, family, only right? people, only people nerdier than us care. In the Final Fantasy ones, no, he's I... a dragon with wings and everything, so he's full no, on. But in, no, 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 no. Well, not in all the fancy. Some of them he is classified as a worm. Hmm. But even Fafnir's a worm. Eleven get classified him as the Worm King. So yeah, well, he's the Worm King he's of the other worms. Dragon. But, but even in Eleven, they call Tiamat and Jorg a worm. So they're kind of like not really playing the classification right. All right, so we got and, a Bahamut. Well, doing, that's what I, that's what my answer is. Screw the haters or whatever. Which which Bahamut though? I don't know. That's the thing because he's kind of awesome in a number of games. I always like the one where you just fired the ball from the sky and it explodes on the planet. Isn't that seven? Yeah, yeah. Zero, Bahamut Zero from seven. Bahamut Zero from seven was was one of the best animations anyway. Even if it did take three minutes. <laughs> All right, you guys reminded me. My actual favorite dragon is Fafnir. Fafnir from eleven. No, from North Mythology. Oh, just the, uh, the Fafnir. Okay. Are there any dragons in Valkyrie Profile? Because there should be, because of the Norse Mythology, right? Oh, I love Fafnir. Like, the whole Sigurd's tale. Let me see. So, in North <laughs> Sorry. I'm easily Why don't you marry it? Cause... Maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. How would you get it into the chapel? Uh, it could just be an outdoor wedding. If there's been an argument for an outdoor track. wedding, I think that's one. Yeah, yeah. the dragon doesn't fit in the chapel. We have to go to the outdoors. <laughs> we'll do it in the German countryside. It'll be just lovely. It in the sky. Everyone mm-hmm. should just fly on dragons. Mm-hmm. Oh, That'd be cool. I want to do that now. Next voicemail. AFK, Finding Dragons. Hey there, RPG casters. You good buddy, Jack. Listen, I'll make it short and simple. East Selfetta. Sea of Trees for the Vita. Presumably, X Seed is all over localizing it. However, would that be a good idea, do you guys think? Now, being an East fan, I realize it's more obscure of a series than I might ask for, but you know, obscurity means there aren't a bunch of ranting, raving fans. But X Seed has shown a lot of mercy on East fans in the last few years, especially for the PSP. But the Vita's kind of tanking overseas and isn't looking too good here either. I don't see East being a game changer. So do you really think Exceed is putting effort into this? The president himself said he wishes a Western audience will enjoy East Elfetta. But I wonder what you guys think. Let me know. Um, I think it's a myth that the Vita is tanking outside of Japan. The Vita is doing really good in Europe. And honestly, it exceeded expectations in North America, bearing in mind that Sony's expectations of the Vita performance were minuscule. Hmm. Okay. But 
I think what I think the caller's concern is that we didn't hear anything about this Ease game at E3 or recently. Um, is it out in Japan? I, I don't know. I didn't even know it was a game. I forgot that it existed. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 not up on this. I don't play a lot of XC stuff. So I don't follow some of this stuff, unfortunately. We I think we talked about a couple week ago a couple weeks ago, Ezel Seta, which is a terrible name because you can't spell it. But I'm sure it'll be changed here. Ezel Seta no Jukai. It was at TGS twenty eleven. Um Hmm. Yeah, so there's a Felcom interview in January in January of this year. I mean, Man, they've been XC did just basically sign a huge contract with Falcom. So if it's a Falcom game, um, I would say if it's going to come what over... What are you doing to your microphone? I'm getting tangled, sorry. <laughs> if it's going to come over, it'll be via XC. Yeah, sorry, I got tangled. Well, yeah, but... Is there a PC version of this thing? Yeah, wait, um, I'm wondering, wasn't the last East game released just come out on Steam? Just yeah, Origin. there was like three of them, wasn't there? All right, so Ease Salsetta okay. is a remake of Ease 4. Okay? So that's that's where that's coming from, for a little bit of history there. And Falcom says they're looking to... I don't know, it doesn't say that, so... That's all we know, and we haven't heard anything. I guess Exceed has decided it's not time to push that yet. They, I mean, they're a smaller company. They can't handle that many games at once, so. I don't know if there's a PC version of this or not. If there's a PC version of this caller, I imagine that it will just come out on on Steam and um, don't hold your breath on Vita, but. Get it wherever you can. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you here. Um, I'm with you. I, I think uh, with the Vita right now, people aren't too thrilled about the play uh, Sony's handling the Vita at E3, even though it had a lot of stuff on the show floor, as you can see in our show floor tour video. Um, they didn't really emphasize it at the press conferences, and people are concerned. And that might affect publishers like XC really going heavy into the Vita. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I think I think you're right to be concerned, but... Take hope in all these Ease PC ports coming out via XSeed on Steam and buy them because uh, they're the thing to follow. Why do people call during the podcast? Does anybody know that? Maybe they miss you. Because they don't acknowledge that you do podcasts. This just started like a few weeks ago. It's because strange. it's that time of year where they call you and say, vote for me. It, oh, is that what it is? I bet it is. Should we have a live voting call? Oh no! Oh, let we, me if it's good. if it's politics, let me answer it. Yeah, Anna just says I'm a Canadian citizen, and they're like, "Oh, thank you." Read my lips. <laughs> no new taxes. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it for voicemails. Let's jump into emails. These are sent to podcast at rpgamer.com and read here on the show. So let's see. First off, from the legendary Zoltan. That's right. He's no, back, no. everybody. Oh, Zoltan's birthday. Happy birthday, legendary Zoltan. Oh, he shares a birthday with me? No, okay. Yesterday in Japan, today in North America. Yeah, he's the one day after you. 16th, yeah. Oh, wait, it was Chris's birthday? Yes. Oh, happy birthday. We didn't get it. Oh, man. 
he he got pancakes with apple syrup for breakfast and apple i made syrup? him lasagna mm-hmm. for dinner awesome. and he got like a chocolate cake with like a bazillion kinds of chocolate in it and mm-hmm. i iced it and decorated it yeah i got i got i got the good the good birthday treatment i hope zoltan's yeah, birthday was just as good I'm wondering how many Mikey runs are you going to have to do to, to burn that off? Quite a few, actually. Quite a few. I'll be going take out. 13 minutes at a time. How can you run that many? 30. No, 13 per mile. Yes, but I don't run one mile. You don't run at all if it's 13 minutes. <laughs> RPG Cast. You guys are still my favorite <laughs> podcast out there. <laughs> I was so impressed at all your E3 coverage. It just shows how well-established and professional RP Gamer is. Well, thank you, Zoltan. Now I have ah, some what? questions about upcoming games. Number one, some people in the past said that they heard gameplay of Nino Kuni wasn't that great. There was a demo to E3. Is it redeemed? Please tell me all you can about the battle system. Didn't you play it, Chris? You I played a little bit, but I didn't play very long. Um, can I just... Uh, I say, does it does it really matter how great the bio system? I feel like you're playing that game for the story and the world and the art design. And yeah, but you, you want to slog through the battle system. But if it's but if it's okay, isn't that enough? No. For I, most I games, it would be. I, I'm at the point where I'm starting to think no because. Wow, well, that's big for you. I know. Who cares if the if the story is good? I mean, this is a game. The game part has to be good too. Wow. You know, honestly, when I first started this podcast, you would have said the complete opposite. Where I know, right? I'm looking at this backlog of games, and I'm trying to figure out ways to not have to play them all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the best I've come up with so far. I don't know. I just feel like some games are story games, and some games are mechanic games. But then again, if the mechanics are so bad that that it hinders your enjoyment of the story. Um, From what I played... Is it hindering, or is it actually, you know... No way. No way is it hindering hindering. or is it just mediocre? No, no way. No way. Absolutely not. See, I don't have enough uh, experience with that demo to be able to say that it's great or even good at this point. I can say what I played did not hinder me. Um, And that should be enough, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So here's what I did in the battle. Like, I went through a town and got to a boss battle. I played the boss battle demo, and I thought I'd come back and play the regular system demo, and I didn't. Um, So I get into this room with the boss... And the first thing I'm doing is summoning uh, a companion that fights with me. So, like, your character doesn't really fight from what I can tell. There was no tutorial, so I'm totally doing it wrong. Whatever I did, I did wrong. So let's let's get that out there, all right? I did it wrong. I'm sure of that. Uh, so I summon this dude, and then everyone... My, I've got two party members and my dude I summoned, and everyone's just kind of auto-attacking. And I'm kind of sitting there, like, trying to press things, and nothing's really happening, and I don't really know what I'm doing Right, other than like maybe every so often adding an extra attack saying, all right, do a fire attack now, or all right, do a magic attack or a healing now or something like that. And then every so often they do it. Later on, I heard there was an active part of the battle system where I'm supposed to control my dude, run up and whack the thing. I didn't figure out how to do that at all. So there's like this combination of summoning magic and commands with active um, attacking, and I have no idea how it works, um, (laughs) properly at least. But I do know that what was there was not getting in the way, and it seemed easy enough to get your head around. Um, well, no, I guess not, because I didn't get my head around it. So it was easy enough to kind of just let it play out for most of the boss fight. And then it got really close at the end, and I wasn't going to win because I was doing it wrong, obviously. Um, but the battle system looked like it had plenty of... It, it was fine. It seemed fine enough to be able to do. So I don't know. 
that's that's my terrible impression of the Nino Kuni battle system that is not satisfactory at all. So go watch a video of somebody playing it right is all I can tell you. And um, and I can't tell you that it's redeemed. But the game looks great, sounds great, and you know it's Studio Ghibli, and that's the important stuff. And it's so very British. It is so very British, and uh, yeah, heavily Britishly localized. So it's for Quinn. Yay! Yes, because there's a lot of like words that we don't use. There's a lot of that were being used. <laughs> No, and I don't just mean like core blimey, like <laughs> Dragon Quest. Like, that, that was that was the first. That's like the low level English stuff here. And it was like what? They were like Sally, not Sally, but there was like um, I don't even remember them because they were really British. So that's all. Really British, <laughs> yeah. British, British, oh British. Zone of the Enders three was announced. I know it's not Wait, RPG. what? I know it's not an RPG, but I'm so happy. However, I heard that Hideo Kojima is actually totally fed up with being a game creator because Konami keeps forcing him to make more and more Metal Gears. What Do you, you think he's actually looking forward to making Zone of the Enders 3 or just doing it because it's his job? Actually, saying uh, We did say that he wanted to make Zone of the Enders but kept on getting reassigned to Metal Gear Solid. So hopefully, yes. I think some of that's, I think that some of that's a half-true. I think he's a bit of a control freak and he just can't let go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, he let go of Raiden. <laughs> yeah, but how difficult was that for him to finally let go of? I don't know. He oh, had his fingers in that well, for a while, was, too. Well, but he was never really controlling that. At least according to the public spin on it. All right. So there's but you an... know what? I, I call BS because... Like, I mean, look look at Michel on the cell. I mean, he makes he makes big games so that he can continue making his little his, his small Rayman titles. I mean, I really think if Konami, if he said, I want to make a Zone of the Enders really for like this this quick cycle and then go back. Is that totally... the Beyond Good and Evil guy? Yeah. What's going on with that? <laughs> when are we getting Beyond Good and Evil 2, which was already announced two, three years ago? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's announcements like that, that that cool me to announcements like this. that makes any sense because uh, you know we get this announcement for a big game and nothing ever happens from it and then uh you know now we got another announcement for a big game and we don't even know if kojima has time to work on it or anything but uh i saw kojima at the at the sony at the sony press conference ah and when i mean saw him i just don't i don't mean like i, I saw him in the crowd or something i mean he was there early having lunch and hanging out Cool. Yeah. You saw a lot of celebrities at that Sony press conference beforehand, didn't you? Apparently, I know everyone in the games industry, including (laughs) the people who make them and the people who write about them. (laughs) We were watching this this Sony online. We were watching the Sony pre-show for the press conference. And um, what are you laughing about? Um, I'm laughing about the whole um, Dragon Fantasy thing. I should probably tell that story. So, um, Will you, have you stopped rubbing your microphone? Sorry, I just untangled it again. Is it better now? Yes, it's better now. Okay. I was um, working at the Natsume booth, and two guys came up to me and were like, we have, we have a dumb question for you. Um, you look like a girl that's in the RP Gamer videos. 
And I started laughing and they said, oh, no, obviously we've made a mistake. I'm like, no, 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 that's me. And uh, they're cool. They, they were like, that's cool. Um, we're, we're Adam and oh, I keep forgetting the other guy's name. And uh, we're, we're from Muteki. And I looked at them and said, I know you guys. You guys make the Dragon Fantasy game. Yeah, Adam Ritten and they started and Brian giggling. Taller. Thank you, Adam and Brian. So, uh, yeah, that was cool that we knew each other and didn't know each other. It makes makes me realize how small the video game industry actually is. Mm-hmm. And which is why you'll never succeed in it, so don't even try. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible, Manny. But yeah, Accurate, we were watching sure. the Sony conference on the PlayStation 3, and uh, we found a pan shot of Manny and Chloe. Yeah, what were we doing there? I don't, were we just we were like, pointing at the screen. Yeah, you no, you put your hands out and then you move them apart. You're pointing something out to Chloe and then moving your hands apart after you. Did oh, something. I was probably saying, "There's Chris down here." <laughs> no, you guys are on the floor already in the seats or near the seats. You were standing up, like you're. Yeah, because like, we were looking Look behind because we got to the seats before you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh there you so go, you guys are famous now. You guys are famous now. You know, if you watch uh, the Gears of War making of the legend video, that video that came with Gears of War 3, yeah. the collector's edition, I'm in the audience for that. Are you? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Manny sightings. We should make a Tumblr for it. Right. There's quite a few. I'm also in... No, it's Go on. <laughs> Number three, I haven't played any of the Agoras War games, but I'm thinking this newest one is going to be awesome and have decided to get it. What do you guys think? Well... Lucky for you, Chris would know, because you had a nice appointment with Access Games. I, I did have an appointment with Access Games, and I can tell you that he thought it was awesome, um, and that it's grid-based combat, combat, rather, and it's going to... You should read my impression, because I did can't remember my impression. you try to play any of them? You can't play it. Have you tried to play any of them? Oh, no. They're all terrible, right? So far. <laughs> have you played both? No, after the first one, I kind of just hid in a corner and pretended things exist anymore. I did see, I learned something about them. Like, you choose who to marry, and then you play the next generation. It's like Fantasy Star 3. That's cool. Yeah. Only because it reminds you of Fantasy Star 3. So the combat system in the new one is supposed to be Valkyrie profile-like, where you assign, you know, you you assign abilities to each of the face buttons, the four face buttons, and then it's grid-based combat, and then, I don't know. So I don't know if it's going to suck or be good, but that's a little different. And, you know, they didn't say that much else. But um, are those special editions, those are for the price of the game itself, right? There's no, you're not paying any extra for that? Uh, I don't know. We okay. didn't actually talk about price. That's a really good question. Because uh, I was thinking, if if you're mildly interested in the game and, you know, like sort of like Atlas, they throw There's in all of the There's nothing good components. in that special edition, though. Uh, but if you're interested, but it's, hey, it's free junk. I mean, look at E3. How many times you got trampled for a right. free shirt? You'll save 10 bucks by getting the regular edition. You'll save $10? Yeah. So basically, there's a uh, blow-up doll that's not obscene, a hand towel, which is kind of borderline obscene, and then this book that apparently on the outside looks like an encyclopedia, but in the inside is written like a maxim. So lots of pretty pictures Wait. of the girls in the game, and then supposedly they're working hard and having there be interesting articles and stuff in there. Wasn't the joke that together they all form into one gigantic obscene package? I read it for the articles. I don't know. And I use a towel for sweat. Yeah, yeah. 
So that I mean that's the special edition and the game's quality. I have no idea if it'll be any better. Wait for a review by the regular edition and just uh, enjoy the game if it's good after we actually get a chance to try it. I, I was intrigued by it. I kind of wanted to try it. I like the style of the combat. I like uh, the artwork of the characters. It didn't look completely obscene. Uh, it looks like it's being marketed as more obscene than it truly is, but maybe I'm just wrong about that. Hey, Having that's, played the first, that's E3 in a nutshell. Mike, you played Marketing the first games one. That... Right? Yeah. Is it obscene in the game as well? Not even close. Not even close. So it's all marketing? It's well, almost... Like I, said, I mean, there's, if you get to the point where there can be some questionable stuff, it's not like it's even getting that bad. Yeah. I mean, look at the rating it gets, you know? So, it's not like it's... What's that other one with the with the androids? Um, is it like a little oh. bit more saucy than like Tenchi Muyo or something? Oh, You're talking about Archinelico? Yeah. Is it is it worse than Archinelico or Tamer? Oh no, Archinelico is much more risque. Okay, there you go. So especially the first one. Give it a shot. Dirty says Manny. Dirty. Oh yeah, dirty. Uh huh. Uh, dear peeps, dear peeps. <laughs> as the great mid-year facilities of E3 come to an end, we are once again reminded of the awesome, not so awesome, and even downright horrible games we have to look forward to. I have some quiggles to quest you. All right, here we go. Quiggle number one. If you could start in any video game notion at E3, which game would you pick and which character would you be? What? Start if you could star in any video game that was shown at E3. Oh, okay. Which would you pick, and which character would you be? Uh, the dude from Watch Dogs? I'd be Ellen Page in uh, two separate games, The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls. She's not in The Last of Us anymore. What, they took out Ellen Page in The Last of Us? Uh, that's what I had heard on Giant Bomb. No, no, no. Fake more. Ellen Page is totally still in there. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you see the Giant Bomb E3 rep videos? They're using... Uh, Speed page to quickly generate <laughs> different Ellen pages. Page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what game would I pick? What was showing off there? Dude, the dude in Dishonored. That's the guy to be because he can teleport around and do crazy crap and possess people. Would you be fully motion capture that? And then <laughs> full motion video track? I mean, full yes. facial motion. Full facial track. Would you sit there silently and stare at me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three unannounced characters that will be... I in guess no one's answering that. The rest of no one else is answering that question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Name three... Uh, what is up with that? No one wants to be a character in any of the games this year. <laughs> they all oh, suck. I know which game. I know which game. Uh, Anna, wanna... you want to be Laura Croft in the new Tomb Raider. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to spend hours in a booth making joygasm noises. No, that doesn't sound terribly entertaining. But by the end, by the end, you are pulling arrows out of thin air because you have no quiver and destroying enemies mercilessly. Come on. I can imagine the, the booth being like, all right, Anna. Woohoo! Your face is getting ripped off by a wolf. <laughs> if you can make those sounds that your face is getting ripped off by a wolf, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm starting to kind of get put all this interested in Square Enix. I would be Myra. What's Myra? I would be. She's the new character in Rain Slick 3. Moira. Whatever. (laughs) There's an O in her name. I love her. Chapoodle. 
You poodle. Yes. <laughs> you all suck. Yeah, Poor. she's really cool, and she's got red hair. Well, that and... game's out. No, it isn't. You're well. You're playing June twenty fifth. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk about it. Not now. All right, I'll tell you right now. User no embargoed. Impressions aren't. Are you sure? <clears throat> yeah. No. <laughs> All right, no, <laughs> that's the correct answer, Mike. All right, <laughs> I think you're right, Mike. Though uh, Square Enix really had a a very not it had all the side games we're used to from them, but none of the quality none of the real flagship games. stuff. Yeah. Well, well, uh, well, I would say it's different. This year was an idol. They were idols this year, and the handheld stuff was old Square Enix. Okay, so are you saying Hitman is a AAA awesome game we should be excited about? Um. Yes, actually right, I would. No, it's the quantum game you're supposed to be excited about. I told you that was their key game. The quantum game? It's um the follow-up from the one of the people who did Portal. Which one is the quantum game? They had like the fluffy, it's like a quantum conundrum. Oh, I never looked yeah, at that because it looked dumb. All right. Yeah. It's from the, you know, but, but, but like their their main stuff, the their big AAA stuff this year was all on like big idols games. Yep. I mean, I, I like. The conversation I had with their Twitter, which was like, we didn't show any Final Fantasy, we didn't show Dragon Quest. I'm like, oh, we showed the music game. I'm like, okay, you can try again. Oh, well, we had the Final Fantasy fourteen people to interview, and I'm like, again, you're kind of missing the point of E3. I can interview these people anytime. <laughs> See, I didn't even know they had the Final Fantasy fourteen people to interview. That's because you didn't talk to them, probably. Yeah, but you know what? That's okay. I don't need to talk to them. I need them to like. Oh, you you could have talked to Yoshi P. The new people? Yeah, no thanks. I don't know. Yoshi P writes 27 letters to the producer or whatever. I'm sure there's something interesting in one of them. Hmm. At least he's trying. Tanaka didn't want to talk to anybody unless you were press. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. yeah, I mean, I was like, are you trying to relaunch this game or not? Because this is the only show you get before uh, your 2.0 release, and you don't even bother showing your beta. Because you better be in beta if you're pushing this out in four months. Hmm. So it's kind of like, this is kind of stupid. You yep. guys totally missed it. Yep. No, you're right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the uh, Sava points out, you can be, Anna, you can be the female assassin in the new Assassin's Creed for Vita. There you go. Okay. You know who I was going to be, but I kept on getting interrupted? Legitimately. I actually found a thought of a game and a character. I want to be... The Vampire Lord in Dawnguard. Oh. And that's something I could actually do. That's a game I haven't uh, seen any footage of from anybody. Was I oh. muted when I made my suggestion? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Oh, okay. 100%. I was going to say that guy from Watch Dogs. <laughs> that, that guy, guy. from Watch Dogs. That narrows it down. No, no Quinn, you're painfully British. You have to be someone from Nino Kuni. Like the first oh, guy? That the, oh, yep. That's true. You could be a little king in Little King Story. Mm-hmm. No, I'll, I'll just stick with Watch Dogs. Thanks. So, the, which guy in <laughs> Watch Dogs? The guy on the phone? Main the guy in the... Maybe. Which main... Okay, but the game, the demo zooms out, the and then we see the demo, another the main character. The one that the demo spends most of the time on. But is the he the main character? Can tell if you're HIV positive Probably. Or not. He might be dead in the next five minutes of that game, for all you know. Then you yeah, mind hack someone else. There might be no my, main okay, character. Okay. The apparent main character. God, jeez. But there isn't one that's apparent. 
But oh, video games, why do you frustrate me so? Ah, name three as of yet unannounced characters that you will bet will be in Sony's upcoming All Stars Battle Royale. Kevin Butler. Mario. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What? Why would Mario be in Sony's okay, upcoming Smash Brothers game? <laughs> no, I'm paying attention. All right. If she thinks Mario will be in it, she's full of crap. Uh, let's see. What else we I want Sony Spyro. character. Giant enemy crab. <laughs> Ridge Tracer! The car from Genji? Daytona. Could from Genji Fighters actually Mega be in that Mage. game? From who? Genji. Genji. From the Tale of Genji games? Oh, maybe. Since no you one remembers who he is. <laughs> People know the crab more Are than him. Are <laughs> for that game yet? What? I doubt it. No. Because that would, that would make sense. Have they announced what? Laura Croft. Laura Croft. Oh, well, yeah, she's in then. Totally. No, they'd have to do a deal with uh, Square Enix and Idols to do that one. So? I don't know. I don't associate her with Sony, to be honest. Well, people didn't associate Solid Snake with Nintendo. Mm. What? You know who I'm saying? Solid Snake was in Brawl, remember? Oh, right, right. That box guy. The box guy, yes. There you go. (laughs) No, I I hate that the, the big daddy's in that game. What? Okay. Oh yeah. In yeah. I don't. Know. I don't have a problem with that. It's just like uh, it's just not a Sony property. That's more. for sure. Bioshock is more of an Xbox game, but whatever. I played it on PC. Hmm. What is an Xbox 360 only racing game that we can have an anthropomorphic car from? Forza. Forza. All right, Forza. Oh, God, don't remind me of those people. Wait, wait, why would an Xbox 360-only game be oh, on a PS3 Oh, I'm sorry, it's PS3. Uh, Gran Turismo will have a car then. <laughs> sorry, I'm totally confused. No, just the creator uh, of Gran Turismo, and just <laughs> him in his driving suit. Um. Oh, Eco, or the guy from Shadow of the Colossus. Neither of them have been announced, right? I don't know, it just seems, it's like these are characters. The, I don't the horse be from Shadow of the Colossus. Why not? Uh, <laughs> How Next about picks. a Colossus? Hmm. It'd just be really big and hard to play. Right. Nope. Next you'll see something White Knight Chronicles. Can we move on? Ooh, no. There will be no White Knight Chronicles in that game. <laughs> now it'll okay, happen. I'll read number three. I can't believe I'm saying this, guys. But you think that Nintendo has actually announced too many Mario-themed games coming out in the same time frame? With New Super Mario, Paper Mario, Luigi's Mansion, All the Horizon, will people be overwhelmed? No, because Paper Mario doesn't have a date. Luigi's Mansion is going to be pushed back yet again, and the other one... No, I completely expected. agree. There's too many Mario games on there right now. There's no original IPs, and they are they are suffering for it. But um, isn't this what people just want from Nintendo, the same old thing again no, and again? No, I don't. I don't know why I want people Luigi's want Mansion, that. I want Paper Mario. Neither of those have a date, so sulk. Okay. I think most people just want the next Mario game, the next Zelda game. Yeah, that's the thing. They want the next... Mario people don't and know Zelda what they want. Metroid, they can't getting anything. Okay, people can't ask for a new IP because they don't know what it is because it doesn't exist. Pikmin three, baby. There you go. That's not a new IP. I don't. I'll be matter. honest. I don't. People I, don't I know what they want until it's there. If people, if we wouldn't have a car if we just gave people what they wanted, they just want a faster horse. Welcome to Nintendo. What? That, oh no! Sorry, I'm quoting history for you, Mike. The, 
I'm not. If I gave not, people uh, what they want, they would just gotten a faster horse. It's an old. You know, quote. that's really weird because I would say Nintendo's the only one who's still innovating compared to the other ones who are just copying. On what? What are they innovating? Their hardware. Oh, the hardware. But what about the games? What? What? Are they, what is it? The, the, what's it? And then they use the hardware the to DS. change their games. It's just the console Where? DS. There was nothing what? in those games that was better for that hardware. Oh, the first round is never good, and you know it. <laughs> there was interesting I... stuff in the first round of the DS. No. Uh, not really. I don't know, but like hardly innovative. <laughs> I liked Rub <laughs> Rabbits, I guess. I, I mean, know. if the Wii U is innovative, then then how come the Kinect gets no credit? Why would the Kinect get credit for copying the, the Wii? No, it doesn't copy the Wii. You are not the controller in the Wii. It's the same principle, but they decided to use cameras instead. Oh, come on. It's that's not an really innovation, the same. isn't it? <laughs> tracking, motion tracking? tracking your body moments is, movements is not the same as a Wiimote, Mike. If it did it better, it wouldn't be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're waiting for Connect 2, but the problem is it hasn't inspired any revolutionary games. No. What, the Connect? And any of this, any of the motion controls. Dance Central is awesome. Yeah, the dancing games, I would have to say, because they're finally something besides DDR that people with, you know, not-so-fast feet can still do. Yeah, but I prefer DDR. I don't. What, you want to dance in squares? Left, right, left, right. I prefer up, DDR down, left, because Chris doesn't make fun of me flailing around. No, yes, I do. Oh, but yeah, we would. Dance Central 3 has time travel. Yes, you're right, you're right. There is time travel in Dance Central 3, and that has me interested. There's what? time travel in Men in Black. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be a crossover. Oh. <laughs> People are committing dance crimes, and you need to go stop them. So <clears throat> the, there's time travel in Dance Central 3. It's awesome. Do the hustle. They needed an excuse for that was certainly a dance crime. Old dances in the game, and that's how they got around it. And apparently they would have like these really in-depth time travel logistic discussions, and they would all end with... What the hell? This is a dancing game. Who cares how perfect the time travel is? No, no, wait a minute. Now, if we go back and people learn moves they're not ready for yet, they can break the, break the time stuff. continuum. Wait, what the fuck? This is a dancing game. It could be Back to the Future all over again. I know, right? Except it didn't improve and roll, so it wasn't really that awesome. Do what? All right. Let's go. So we can't come to a consensus on too many Marios or not enough Marios. Um, if you could, does anyone think there should be more Mario's? Let's go with that direction. Honestly, I want to. If the only I Mario still, game I would uh, want to yeah. see is the next Galaxy, like the next kind of Galaxy yeah. style. Well, game. Galaxy Three. What is that team working on? They worked on something else. Oh shoot! Oh. They moved on, and what are they making? I mean, that was the thing. It was like, well, you give me another two D Mario, which is cool. You give me Luigi's Mansion, which is stupid, and you give me Paper Mario, which I'll never see. So, where's the next galaxy? I don't know what that team's working on. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to see. So, I guess, yes, I did want to see a different Mario, but I would much rather have seen but a I, Zelda or a Metroid. I don't know that they're working on Mario, period. Oh, I don't, you know. Does Luigi that, count as a Mario game? No. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that IP. Oh, okay, right. so Mario uh, Golf and yes. Tennis and yes. all that crap. All that crap. There's too, too much I Mario. Don't believe we need something it. without Mario. No, I just don't buy that. It's like how last year we had a little bit too much Kirby. <laughs> like any? Yes, never. 
if noodle is here, she never, slap you. never too much Kirby. All she right. would slap you All right. across the face. Well, good thing she's soft chasing tornadoes or something. She is storm chasing, which is crazy. Yes. Is she doing that all summer? No, just for a week and a half. That's probably all the gas they can afford. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. We got another question here. This is all from Ocelot, by the way, these last questions. Uh, if you could pre-order and play one game, would it be Watch Dogs, The Last of Us, or Beyond Two Souls? I would say Last of Us. I choose option game D. I've actually seen. None of the above. Just pause and play fun games. I go with Last of Us. You don't play fun games either, Mister. I do too. Oh yeah, when we booting up uh, Gears of War. Right after I finished Terra. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Can MMO be finished? Which is no, yeah, that's the joke. It's never. But I might get to sixty someday. <laughs> with my fourteen alts or whatever well, we I do have need now. To play some more of that. Yes, you do. But well, now that my time is, I know my. My time is starting to catch up, so I'll be able to do that soon. Uh, yeah, say, watch yeah, I've anybody. been busy, and I'm catching up oh. on things, and we'll have free time soon. So what you're going to get last of My time is catching up. Wah! What? I wasn't listening anymore. I don't know. Um, watch Dogs and Beyond Two Souls haven't actually shown gameplay. So um, What? What? Uh, watch, watch Dogs, dogs not, not, showing, not yes. showing gameplay. Yeah, that's, that's Were not you not really watching the Ubisoft conference? Yeah, I watched it. That's not really yeah, a gameplay demo. Yeah, but that thing demo. is so far out, and you're not even locking down what, if it's going to be next-gen or not. Any of that stuff will be in the game. Any of the stuff they showed us. There's, it's so preliminary. There's no guarantee on any of that. That does that did not have the hallmarks of preliminary footage. Oh, it, oh come on! You don't, they we presented don't even know it very well. Be, is why we don't even know if that's going to be straight up multiplayer. The whole thing that every it's just going to be you and a bunch of people controlling people within this world. I mean, there are so many specifics about that game that we really do not know yet. Well, <laughs> we know it's coming out in 2013. We know all platforms it's coming out on. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. What, 2013 already. That's, yeah. really that's as useful as tits on a bowl. I mean, Watch we know more about Project Happiness, and we don't even know the name of that game yet. I feel like there's still a t- it was one quick trail. I, I think, there's still so I think many we know about the watch. same amount of, with Project Happiness, actually, Hannah. <laughs> Which is nothing. There will be a. Town uh, something and and, and we saw gameplay, which is more than what you can say for. Yeah, but you won't mm-hmm. say what system that 3DS footage is on. And <laughs> yeah, except um, it got leaked somehow, so we're not pretending anymore. Whether you throw it, it's a trailer that obviously leaked. has 3DS footage in it, and like, yeah, we're I not know. saying what. And I know you still can't say probably anything, but it's no, like, I just that's told you obviously 3DS footage. Chris, I just told you it's 3DS and mobile. Okay, it got leaked yeah. somehow. It's in like all the E3 magazines. Somehow, because you said other platforms, and everyone said, "Oh, well, the other ones obviously will be lower specs than this, which is obviously a 3ds." So. Which is only one thing left, yeah. <laughs> no, I think people put two and two together because, <laughs> because when you Wata showed 3ds at, footage on a trailer. <laughs> when Watasan was at uh, was at GDC, he actually did like a bunch of interviews, and was people like, "What are you working on?" He's like, "I'm working on a new game. It'll be for." Portable systems, <laughs> and no one in their right mind is thinking that Watasan is making a game for the freaking Vita. So if it's multiple mobile systems, that, that would makes be it awesome. 3DS and you know, phones. That would be great if you guys save the Vita. Yay, Natsu! Oh, I guess not you guys. Marvelous Entertainment or whatever, save uh, the Vita. Oh, 
What, you, what crack are you smoking? Juan Asana has been with Marvelous for like five years. Toy Box. Toy Box? Yes. Toy Box, Mar- uh, Natsume, and Rising Star are all doing Project Happiness together. Still waiting for this. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking saving about the, the Vita. Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, developers, not the publishers. Um, um, Toy Box is the developer. Yeah, but on their own? Yeah. Oh, no wonder. It's like two guys and a whole bunch of big names. So who's the who's Pokemon chick and who's, Umatsu's on and who's able? Yeah, yeah, I know Umatsu's doing the music, which is awesome. Who's <laughs> able to do um, development more cheaply, 3ds or Vita? 3ds. Okay, because I know the Vita kits aren't very expensive. So no, but um, it's apparently a steep learning curve. Oh, all right. It's also oh yeah, because the PS3 hard. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Sony still hasn't quite learned that lesson yet. Maybe the PS4 will be a little easier. Ha! You made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> was it, which was the part? The Sony learning or the other part? <laughs> little column A, little column P. So based on game announcements for Vita versus the 3DS coming this holiday season, it seems like Nintendo will have no trouble widening its lead in the handheld space over Sony. Do you agree or did I miss something? I think it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all going to iPhone. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh God! I don't. It's like it's, I don't know. I I kind of don't care about this fight between two people fighting over a ever decreasing niche. Ever decreasing. Well, it's not going to. Well, yeah. All the casual people left, and they're leaving. Yeah, they're on Facebook and iPhone and whatever they else. Get, I mean, they can get Sorry, their. They don't need the 3ds to get there. Castle Age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just saying they don't need their. their they don't oh, need their sorry, DS to get their uh, brain hit, hit anymore. Uh, okay, you guys are both talking to each other. Uh, so Anna first. All right. I'm just following up on Michael Snarky comment because I can close Castleville if he has to close Castle Age. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Uh, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know so, what she's talking about either. I was just saying I'm playing Castle well, Age and now she's making Let me ask you guys something. What was announced for 3DS? I don't know. Did anybody watch the 3DS show? It was all stuff, yeah. It was all stuff we knew was coming, wasn't it? From the Nintendo Prize Conference? Yeah. No, I don't from that, that Wednesday no. night thing. See, they had to do a special press conference because it was played so exciting. It, no, I played it in our room. She was there, but I don't think she paid attention. Yeah, out of the back of my, you know. We watched it when we had Fox, uh, what's his name, over English. Fox, what's his name? Fox English. Fox Jazz English? Oh, no, I love Jazz Fox English. Fox English. He's showing off oh. uh, his game Shadow Dawn. Shadow Run? He's making the new Shadow Dawn. Shadow Dawn Genesis. Shadow Dawn Genesis. Oh. That's the one. Don't know why we like I remembered the name. I'm happy. Every That's interesting. Tomorrow, I, I don't know. It seems. It seems so weird to see these two, these two ones like handheld giants fighting. Well, one handheld giant. <laughs> They're both fighting over, you know. Relatively like, like over the same customers, and it's, I don't know. Same customers? You mean like they're doing in the console space? Sort of. No, okay. it's just like I remember when the when the DS was exploding because your your mom, your grandma was buying a copy, and your little sister was had a DS. Well, yeah, when they had Brain Age and all those other little. And it seemed games. like it was like, wow, how can the PSP ever? What are they going to do to catch up? You know those. I feel like now this discussion is being like, well, if you're a hardcore gamer, which one are you going to get? Both eventually, if there's something you want on each. Well, yeah, but I don't have either one so far because they're both kind of in the 
There's good golf games. Okay, for you, the 3DS is near because you have no depth perception. No, because there's no, no good games on it. Because there's no good games on it. I can None play of the 3DS games care. need 3D. That's the stupidest part of the system. The most ironic right. part of the system. And the part that they don't even push anymore. Did you notice them pushing? Did they push 3D once during their presentation? Nobody no. pushed 3D this year. 3D was Not like anathema. Sony. It's dead. Yeah, Sony didn't even. No, no, it was like you guys thing. are trying to save your TV business, and you couldn't. No, even they're push not. The well, that's the theory that since since Kaz is in charge of the whole damn thing, he's no longer letting uh, the TV business try to use the gaming business to save it. Yeah, well, Kaz would know. He ran Sony. I mean, the Sony Consumer Tent, and now he knows as like it doesn't work. It parts off our consumers, and we're sending out the wrong messages. That's yeah. That's the current theory. And, which is too bad because it, I now, felt like we were starting said, to make progress I mean, towards the 3DS good 3D. is still a graphical upgrade from the DS, even if you have the 3D off. Yep, that's true. Absolutely. It is a better DS. It is, well, it's the new system. I mean, yeah, regardless of anything DS. else. Yeah, it is a better system. And yeah, where are the games? Too, I'm not rushing out Other to than get Super it. Mario 3D Land, I guess. Ooh. More Mario. <laughs> Where's my Zelda game for the 3DS? Uh, it's called Ocarina of Time. But you yeah. know the funny where's thing. My, where's my Metroid game? Where's my? Uh, I mean, they're not even pushing their three mains anymore. They're just pushing Mario, and it's like, eh, I'm kind of bored with that. I, I want a new property, something <clears throat> new and innovative on the 3DS that makes people like, oh, that's why you made that thing. You know, it's interesting though. I would say though that I think maybe for like RP gamers, uh, like like Mac, he's a big handheld gamer. I think he's having a lot of fun with his Vita playing. I think there's enough. RPGs on the Vita for him to Your be fries satisfied. are done. Yeah, no kidding. No, that's uh, I'm making a mu- an, an, an egg McMuffin, an egg muffin, egg sausage. Okay, muffin. so what RPGs are on the Vita? I whenever I see Mac on Twitter, he's always talking about some Vita game that he's playing, or some Vita RPG he's playing. There's no Vita RPGs. Then I don't know where he's getting them because he must be making them himself. Uh, the only the only RPG out on the Vita right now is Disgaea Three. Which could tr- possibly make you tweet for a couple hundred months, you know. I I don't think that's the game Mac is playing. Uh, I don't I don't see Mac tweeting about RPG and Vita in the same sentence. Yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. I see Lester tweeting about RPGs. Of course, Manny and went Vita. away now that now that we're his egg McMuffin. Minus no, no, Mick no. He's, he did not get the licensing, so it's just an egg muffin. Egg muffin. Yeah. The egg Manny muffin. His unlicensed McDonald paraphernalia. <laughs> Contraband. Uh, oh, see, Quinn, Quinn's talking in the channel because he won't even talk. He won't even talk to us anymore. We're Aww. so killing things. Uh, it's mostly because the the I have a Vita, but the just the the kind of the throw up between the two is just sort of passed me by. I have very few games for it, but I kind of I don't um, mind. I I placed a, I've I've kind of put stock in the fact that I think Namco Bandai are going to develop at least a Tales game and possibly several iterations of Super Robot Wars for the Vita. Which I will import, which I can't do you know, with the 3DS. I, I was okay with that theory, but like I've yet to see a Pokemon game on the 3DS. Yeah, it's like, the are next they really moving forward or not? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. That's some. Weird if you want to sell stuff. the 3DS, make a Pokemon game. If you want to sell the Vita, what do you work for Sony? I don't know what make what makes Sony sell hardware. I think the uh, well, something some. Sorry, I was going to say something I noticed from um, reading Silicon Era during the week was um, the um, 
Namco Bandai are about to release a uh, licensed Kamen Rider title in Japan in August. And what I noticed was they're not releasing it for Vita and 3DS, but they're releasing it for uh, PSP and the original DS. Which kind of said to me that I think both companies are aware that even in Japan, that both haven't been picked up to the extent that they would like for something like a big license title like that. Well, you, you just look at the the bases around it and you're going to have like a 10 or 15 to 1 ratio on who has the new, old versus new and you're like yeah. why would I go new and force people to buy this $300 system when I can just um, you know release Throw it, it on the one they've already got yeah. right? and it's really not the Vita I think is more of an impression of you would have to downscale if you were you know making for the Vita and then going back to PSP for 3DS, I don't think there's really that much of a difference. Yes, a little bit, but not like, oh, I have to completely downgrade all my graphics. Hmm. So, that's interesting. Yeah. But no, my, 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 I've kind of placed a, I, I say, I've, I've kind of placed a little bit of stock that I think uh, there will get, their games will come out for the Vita that I will want to buy in the future, and I'm kind of happy with that. Well, Plus, I'm I, still on the fence about Gravity Rush as well. So, yeah. Well, don't don't, don't let Rom hear you. He'll uh, come get you. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people all really excited about Gravity Rush, so I'm waiting to see yeah. more about it. I've played the I've played I've played and enjoyed the demo. I'm just not sure whether I'll pick it up now or wait until the end of the month. You know. That's how I, was, I mean. I think that's the point I was making earlier. Is that at this point, this this 3DS Vita race is all, it it really comes down to the heart us hardcore gamers. And as soon as there's something that we want, we're gonna get it, right? No. No, you're never gonna to get a Vita. More, it has to be more than one. Okay, I told myself before. I said I'm tired of buying hardware so I can play two games and have it sit there for a year and a half waiting for the third. I will not buy a system until there are five games. So do you think you just might wait until the thing is done? You know, I mean, it, you just and go backwards and just like go back. The DS didn't take long to get five games. I don't know what the 3DS is doing. It's a great point. Um, it didn't take long for the PSP to get five games. Like I would say, within three months, I had five games I enjoyed playing. I don't know what the Vita's doing. They're just slow. I don't uh, know. If I, wait, no, PSP took a five. while. I don't know what you're talking about. There were not five games out at launch. There was no, not not at launch. I said not three months. Not within three months. There were no games in three months of the PSP launch. What are you talking about? I don't know. Well, they weren't RPGs. There were other games like Luminous and things like that. Okay, that that one was at launch. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually like the uh, the Sony RPG. That it was the action RPG that came out. Oh, uh, Legends of yeah, Untold Legends. Untold Legends. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Also launch. So, yeah, that was a launch, too. So I was already at two at launch. And so I was like, well, I'm having pretty fun with this. And then a few more came. I was, okay, I'll give it six months. But still, how long okay. has the Vita been out? Yeah, no. And yeah. nothing. The Vita should have more by now. And no one's really pushing it. Uh, right. 3DS should have more by now. No one's really pushing it. And the weird part is the developers that were pushing the previous iterations of these systems aren't really pushing mobile either. You know, there's no, yeah, like, they're tr the, well, trying to go back to Some console of them people. are pushing mobile, but they're doing more casual games on it. So I don't know where the effort like towards real big games is going. Are they just getting out entirely? I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I mean Disney's going totally 
both directions. I mean, they got Epic Mickey 2, and then they have tons of social games, so I don't know. WP starting a mobile Disney's division. Disney's got one of the best-looking 3DS games out there on the horizon. The, the Castle yeah. of Illusion follow-up. Hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kingdom Hearts. but <laughs> No, that's a Square Enix game. <laughs> There's Disney in it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no, I wonder no, if no. I have to play Kingdom Hearts now that I work for Disney. Yes, I think you do. It is a uh, requirement. Uh, you know, you know I'm what we have to do? Up, I'm going to making gummy ships again. Yeah. I don't know if that one has gummy ships. No, I just meant the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, we have an obligation to give you guys some news since we are a news podcast. So There was news after E3? Very little. Here's, here's the first thing. The Real Money Auction House is now open in Diablo 3 in the but, Americas. But... It is temporarily open in Korea, but if you are still using it after 30 days, you will be in deep crap. Why? Because they opened it up and they're actually going to close it. Oh. And if you are found using it in any other region, if you're in Korea, yeah, you get in deep doo-doo. Why? Because um, the minister of whatever declared it illegal. It's illegal? Yeah. Nice. Why is it illegal? Because games are for fun and not for profit. Oh. Is that actually the, is that actually the explanation they gave? That's, um, um, yeah, hang on, let me get the quote. says, the country that turned StarCraft into a multi-million dollar sport. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, let me get yeah, the... Yeah, wh- what, what does that say about all their StarCraft championships <laughs> where players well, win money? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, I'm going to find the... Uh... The thing that I wrote. No, hang on, hang on. I'm seeing at the bottom of at the bottom of the wiki page for uh, Diablo three. So on June first, it was reported by various new. I think we covered it as well that um, the uh, Blizzard was being investigated by the South Korean yes. Fair Trade Commission for suspected violation. They raided of their law. office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's more because now France is threatening to to sue them if they don't add us uh, add an offline single player mode. There's a whole bunch of crap going on. Oh yeah, and the Asian servers were shut down for like half a week because there was a huge item dupe bug. You know, what I'm a just surprise. I I have enough no. fun making my own make enough fun of my own government. I'm kind of surprised that France actually gives enough a damn to try to sue Blizzard. Yeah, well, Blizzard do, do have a really large uh, customer support, like, um, I, the, as far as I remember, the the, G, the customer support like and GM departments for all the European stuff, so StarCraft, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft and stuff, is located in France near Paris. They're a pretty I good know, company but, there. Right. So, really, the legislation has nothing better to do than... Right, yeah, there's a whole bunch of Korean stuff. One, they shut down the servers. Sorry, I had interrupted. No, sorry, I I just seem to remember that um, I I think when the the story hit Fox, someone pointed out that the the agency investigating Blizzard in France isn't a government agency. Oh, okay. It's some kind of uh, private... Thing that, I know, it's, it's some kind of, it's some kind <laughs> of mean, consumer. There's some kind of consumer affairs agency that's kind of semi-linked to the government or something right. like that. They are not. They are not controlled or dictated by the government, but they receive funding from the government I and from ops of the bureaucratic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so just, here's just, here's the quote. This is the head of Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism. 
quote, the main purpose of games is for entertainment and should be used for academic and other good purposes. Collecting items for commercial use is a serious hindrance to creating a healthy game culture. Item trades contribute to many problems in society, including teenage crime and feels that this is the needed solution. Actually, to be really honest, uh, him like kind of phrasing it like that, I kind of see his point. I don't. The Korean government's investigation stated over 60% of items exchanged on the market were currently obtained through illegal botting, which gives games online a negative reputation. I mean, no, I mean, the point I was, the point I was, well, how, how okay, did they, you know, okay, you know, that's made up. They have no, no way I don't of know where they that. get that stat from. <laughs> no, I, I don't know where they get even that. Even Blizzard doesn't know that, I bet. I mean, this is the thing is Korea has basically been like, just, just, I almost wonder if Blizzard isn't going to just pull the game out because, um, because of the downtime between era 37 and every time they have a patch and they pull down the servers for this, um, duplication bug, um, the last week during E3, um, something like 15 cafe owners launched a class action suit against Blizzard. <laughs> and they want them to remove the always online requirement. Because it's basically like these cafes bought like, you know, 50 copies of the game to put on their computers, right? And then they're trying to sell it to people and people don't want to buy time for it because you can't play. So yeah, well, I'm sorry. I thought the I was just thinking that sixty percent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking that six that sixty percent statistic wasn't referring to Diablo three. But if you think about like free to play MMOs and just the MMO market in general within Korea, I, I, the area has a bit of a reputation for that, doesn't it? Well, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear people talk about gold farmers this day, these this day and age, it's not Chinese gold farmers; it's Korean gold farmers. Yeah, it's oh. the term that I hear all the time now. I hear Chinese and Russian. Yeah, I hear Russian gold farmers too. Yeah, I, I do too. But it, if you think about it, though, they've they've built this kind of positive. Well, I say positive, sort of positive in quotes atmosphere around games like StarCraft and you know, like just esports in general. But then you kind of have, I mean. Those news stories about people like stabbing each other over virtual items and stuff like that, and then there's the whole microtransactions thing going on as well. There's a lot of money flying around, um, and it's kind of like, well, <laughs> Blizzard has just kind of, rather than kind of do it under the table, Blizzard has just outright stated, "Hey, look, you can make money with this," and they've sort of gone, "Well, actually, we don't really want to promote that." <laughs> Diablo 3 has sort of been a bit of a, a cluster for for Blizzard in general, just because, I mean, seriously, Blizzard Europe actually put out a press release bragging about the fact that the game had been stable for two weeks. <laughs> That's a terrible press release. Uh, I've seen um, on the day, I think it was the day after Blizzard 3, uh, uh, Blizzard 3, Diablo 3 launched. There was a once there was a like a single advert that you that displayed when you um, fired up the Eve Online client that said error thirty seven. That means the Eve Online servers are up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was actually a bunch of free to plays that were taking pot shots at that. There was like a whole bunch of people that made like error thirty seven items and you know put like uh, thirty seven on their home pages and stuff like that. And yeah, Eve was just one of them. Eve was the most. Um, infamous one that did it because they they went balls to the walls with that 
It's awesome. Because Eve is the only one who can actually compare the fact that they try to run a server environment <clears throat> close to what Blizzard would compared to the rest of free-to-plays. You're like, hey, our 10 servers are doing good right now. Um, yeah, except some of these free-to-plays have something like half a million CCU. They're just not games you've heard of. Wow, could we be more snooty with that link one? in chat. That was, that was the, uh, the actual advert. That's pretty good. <laughs> Play Eve. Servers are up. Yeah, except between 12.30 GMT, which is when they go down for daily maintenance. They have Whoops. daily maintenance? Ooh. Yeah, they have to. Otherwise, the servers kind of fall over. Because <laughs> everybody plays on one server, right? Yeah. Well, because yeah. the, the tranquility of the, the server is just kind of like a massive data cluster in an office in London or something. And it it gets a little temperamental when left on for a long period of time. Wait, it's not in Reykjavik? It's, no, it's not. Tranquility's in no. London. Why would it be uh, there? Uh, uh, Tranquility's extremely temperamental cousin Singularity, their test server, is located in an office in Iceland. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I say office, I mean closet. And that thing is <laughs> crash prone. You realize that like the RV Gamer mail server was and, and forums were running like off of like Fox's closet for a while there, right? Oh, oh yeah. That's a mail server. That's not an actual highly used device there. Hmm. Well, back during Sony's run stuff like for I mean, ten years ago, RP Gamer ran in my bedroom. So yeah, you. Sony ran PlanetSide out of someone's closet at one point. Did they? they had a problem with the servers at the office. Yeah. God. Can you, uh, don't don't undermine PlanetSide too too much. I've got too much uh, hype invested in that. No, one. no, no. This is PlanetSide one. This was like I know, I know. But it's years. Sony. Oh, maybe more. Hmm. All right. So where were we? We're going to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen because I love this story. Um, oh, I don't love it, but I think oh, it's actually, funny. crap! I just remembered one of the more amusing things about Diablo three I read this week. Oh. Sorry. Um, be guy, good. <laughs> I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on something for the real money auction house, and then gets his account banned. Ooh. <laughs> that oh, was just funny, you know. Too much money or what? I mean, I don't know. I just laughed because it was, I don't know, Schadenfreude. So um, two of the guys from um, wow.joystick.com had their accounts hacked in the last two weeks. Oh, who cares? Final Fantasy XIV on PS4. We must f- first fulfill the promise of PS3. So get this story. Final Fantasy XIV still not out on PS3. But uh, some people not did Not planned to come out this year, by the way. Nope, not planned to come out this year. Sometime next year. Uh, yeah. Guys talk to them about it and say, hey, you know how it's so late in the PS3 life cycle? Why don't, and you're doing this nice, pretty looking game that's got really big specs and all this. Why don't you just put it on the PS4 whenever that comes out? And they're like, uh, let's see. The first thing we have is we made a promise to our players that we are going to release this on PlayStation 3. So we must first fulfill that promise. So my question to you is, should they? Or should they say, you know what, guys, screw this, let's come out in the next system uh i think if ps4 had been announced then you would see it but if you're looking at announcement of ps4 at e3 and release sometime in 2014 they're not going to wait that long Mm -hmm. they have an engine 
that will work on PS4, whether or not they would be able to use it for Final Fantasy XIV, I have no idea. But let's just get the stupid thing out first before we talk about next generation consoles. see um i i don't know but uh, the way i look at it is they are saddling their pc base then again with the the lower spec ps3 users if they do this and if they wait and do ps4 then um, the pc users might benefit from it no i think we've kind of gotten to the point now where i'm not going to say my ps3 is really going to hold back my mmo really they're already talking it's, about memory issues and other stuff, so I don't know. Well, yeah, but they just seem to... When you look at the how different the PC market was from PS2, you can see how I had all these issues. And maybe they have memory issues, maybe with this, but they have found so many ways to expand 11 with these issues that with a much stronger system, I don't see the, the PS3 being the same problem. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I, I just think the gap is a lot shorter than it was before. Okay. I don't know. I think we're also getting to the point where the gens are going to stop being more and more realistic and they're going to have to find some other way to innovate <laughs> because we're getting to the point now where it's like, I don't need a new platform every five years just to push the graphic threshold. I need to do something else with it. So we're getting to that point. Yep. Final Fantasy XIV. doesn't even run well on PCs, so how are they going to make it run well on the PS3? That's the scariest part to me. Like, you need a beast of a PC to run that thing smoothly, or I, you turn I off all the thinking, features. Yeah, I was thinking about that, because I was like, I recall having the uh, the old laptop run Final Fantasy XIV. It was very choppy, but, you know, it was workable. I haven't actually tried it on this one. But considering the way it runs Terra, and the way it runs Skyrim, it should run fourteen pretty well. And after I'll remind myself, I do this in windowed mode. I don't actually run full, full screen. So I, I should give that a try sometime. Mm-hmm. That should help. But... And I'd have to play 14. I, you got... Yeah, that's the problem there, <laughs> I'd rather play it? Terra. <laughs> Who's buying... Man- Manny's linking an argument, an article that's talking about you could spend $3,000 on Diablo 3 gear, gear or um, do things like buy a new MacBook Pro with Retina. But here's my question. Who's spending $3,000 on Diablo 3? Yeah, let's dissect the joke. Crazy, crazy, well, crazy I, people. But these that's why I hate IGN, because they make stupid assertions like that. that well, just belie... I don't have a problem with Charles Onyet and Brian Altano, so I'll disagree well, with you there. I think you should, because they made this <laughs> stupid article. I don't, because I actually think they're funny guys, and I like them. So, there you go. Different opinions, so, that's okay. Rush is funny, so anyway, okay. let's move on. Well, I think we just proved that this one isn't funny, so they failed. Well, it was funny to me, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought I would share it with the rest of the class, but apparently they didn't agree. And here in the chat the room, if you want to see it, it's busy. right here. There you go, Manny posting stuff. Okay, what's the next story? Because that was boring. Um... <laughs> wow, that much news. Woohoo! 
No, my dad is messaging me for advice on buying a smartphone, and it's like, have oh. you ever have you ever seen episodes of Star Trek where they have to teach a race about how warp drive works? Usually, they try to teach them about how the phasers work. But yeah, yeah, this is what I'm having to do, and it's like. Prime Directive, Chris. You're not supposed to teach species that already to learn it. About that's why, because to, it's too annoying. That's what the Prime he Directive is. He needs to go to T-Mobile for. and get the free 4G phones. That's what he needs to do. They even have my S, my Galaxy S2 for free. I was like, no, bastards. Because that's because the Galaxy S3 is coming. Um... See, I'd have to actually bring up the article list and know what we're talking about next. So, yeah, uh, this Penny Arcades Rain Slick Precipice of, of Darkness 3. Um, currently oh, out there for review. The review copies are out there. And do you know why? Because the game's going to release on June 25th. And that's the news. June 25th, they are early. They, they had a later release date. They pushed it up. Yeah, July 10th, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they pushed it two weeks early. Yep. So that's coming out early. Um, Anna's already playing it. I don't think she could say anything about it. It's good. It's, oh, 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 that's the stuff you can't say because that's qualitative. Ah. I'm past the part I was at at PAX. There you go. There's something benign. Uh, over here. I'm in, looking forward to the classes we didn't get to see at PAX. <laughs> didn't they have all nope. the classes unlocked at PAX? No. Oh, all right. Over here in the Michael camp is Tara. Uh, Tara. Yay. Tara just announced that a seven-day trial is out, and you can the, uh, play that for free. Did oh, wow. They put that there. out after I bought it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's, here's the cool thing. Within those seven days, you may create up to eight characters. They may gain up to 23 levels. See, I'm just trying to figure that out. I was trying to do the math on how long that would take, because usually I can do one to 20 in about seven hours so <laughs> I, I hate it though. seven hours a day for seven days you'll get seven characters level I, 23 yeah it depends on how lucky you get getting the dungeon if you play eight hours a day at, at, at for seven days you'll get all eight characters level 23 mm-hmm. I just yeah hmm and that's if you're Michael efficient DM yes. I, and I don't I've tried to be Michael efficient in Terra. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, it yeah. takes it takes me seven hours to kind of get out at level to level ten or twelve or something. So I don't know. What it, he's it's amusing about. because the way that Chris could burn me through WoW, mm-hmm. he can't handle burning my burning him through Terra. It's just well, like you don't well, burn just me go- through Terra. No, whenever we play together, you are not efficient. I have to push you back on course. Oh well, I might be distracted. But you've learned how to level one to twenty real fast because you have all these alts. And you're super efficient on that. And you do them by yourself, which also helps a lot. So, a I do them by myself, and I don't chat with four people at the same time. Yeah. Ragnarok I, Tactics. I, <laughs> Here's a game we heard about at E3 with our meeting with Axis. It's been officially announced by Axis, and there's really nothing else to say other than, yeah, it really is coming out. So, there you so go. wait, wait. What did you hear at your appointment? Uh, we got all the info that it was coming out, and we put a news story on the site about it. Oh, Okay. Play it? <laughs> yeah, they they not they, no, it was not playable. That's funny. So uh, I'm glad you came to this meeting today. I want to let you know that this game is coming out. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And they said, yeah, we haven't officially announced it yet, but you can go ahead and post it now if you want. We're like, oh, oh, so we have sweet. So we got the scoop. Well, um, everybody who had an appointment with everybody was at E3 got the scoop. Yeah, yeah because uh, oh, it was it was a thank you scoop. for making an appointment with them. So there's your thank you 
So, so either have an appointment early. or just stay on Kotaku. Have an appointment or just find the first blog the poster for you. Yes. But Excellent. Still, it was nice. We appreciate it. So uh, Ragnarok Tactics, you can read an impression about that that we've got up already. We've got a news story up about it already. There's some story details. And um, it's being developed by Apollosoft and Chime. I've never heard of those companies. It's set in the Ragnarok universe. There's a lot of details about what the game uses for classes and stuff, in my impression, that you can find on our E3 index. Go click E3 2012 on the left side of the site. Dragon Quest X had a press release or something. How did they release this info? Andrea saying apparently had it. I don't know where they got it from. They uh, talk directly to Square Enix usually? I guess so. <laughs> uh, they, they got some details from Japan about how combat works in Dragon Quest X. And, uh, well, Andrea Seng is the, isn't it the NA branch of Famitsu? No. The NA Relay or something? It's a blog. Well, no, they have some connection with Famitsu. Uh, yeah, that okay. they translate their articles. <laughs> yeah, I think they just translate. Well, they apparently do it faster than anyone else, so there you go. <laughs> they do. They're, yeah. the, they're the, the premier Japanese uh, news blog yeah. for Japanese gaming, yeah. Them in uh, Silicon Era. All right, let's see. Uh, so one of the biggest here's a summary from our article and I'll just read this little excerpt for you one of the biggest departures from previous Dragon Quest games is that players will have full control over their character's movement and positioning during battle and this positioning will be an important consideration in combat weapon and attacks will work at various ranges so characters equipped with a melee weapon will have to close in to attack while others may be able to remain more distant. Naturally, attacks that hit an area are also strongly affected by positioning. Unlike many MMOs, however, battles between a party of characters and a group of monsters take place within a battlefield of fixed size, so movement and positioning will still be somewhat limited. It's not a turn-based game this time, guys. Are you okay with that, Michael? It's an MMO. I mean, we've seen turn-based Wakfu. Is that what you want? Uh... I don't know. I just got bored with Wakfu really, really quickly. I guess because it was slow, which was probably because it was turn-based, huh? Yeah. But that was more tactical-based, too. But uh. Yeah, you're right. I get, in a grinding game, you kind of want the battles to end as fast as possible, don't you? Yeah. So are the battles, though, are they on a separate screen here? Because that's kind of weird if that's the case. I don't know. I would assume they're just kind of like, you just kind of pan in and you get this circle and this is what you fight in and then you move on. Oh, I hope so. But how do you, how do, you do that real time with other people walking by you? I don't know. Well, be, there'll be monster claim or something, I bet. So. Oh, so like the other... I don't know. I, based on this, you're only seeing info for your party. You don't see stu- a window about the monsters, so it's totally workable like a normal MMO. It just looks like a simple MMO interface. Based on we'll the see screenshots. How it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> Alright. Well, um, that's all our news for this week. That was exciting. I know, very exciting week of news. Oh, uh, there was a bit of news during E3 that nobody covered. What? But then again, I'd have to do the whole talking, so forget it. Okay, let's move on. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, want to do spend it. 10 minutes explaining it. Oh. It's too THQ hard. or something else? Uh, no, it's, uh, what's it called? You know the Wasteland 2 Kickstarter? Yeah. Uh, they released their vision document for what they're going to, you know, they got the money, then they sat down with like Chris Avalon and the people from Obsidian and their, their new team and they sat down and they fleshed out completely what the game is going to be, their vision for the game. And they released this really big public statement 
of you know this multi like 10 page pdf of what their vision document for the game is how what the story is how you can interact with the world their philosophies on role playing how open it's going to be how you're going to generate your characters the style of the game you know since it's you know a kickstarter project a lot of this stuff would be private but be, i mean if it wasn't a kickstarter project it starts to be private but because it is they're including everyone in the development process and this is like an important step in that that's weird they don't even have that on their blog the last update oh, on the blog like- is to use unity Oh, it's because I'm I, I backed the Kickstarter, so they sent me the thing. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. If you ever check out their stuff, who, whose stuff? Rock paper shotgun. Oh, RPS. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have the link right here. If you want to just give it. a Well, quick let's point little... people at it. Go, go there if you're interested in the development Radiant of Wasteland Two. Passion Wasteland Two's design document, Sweet. and it's like a quick little summary about the stuff they're doing. I like some of the concept art already. Looks fantastic. They have a great concept artist. Sweet. Like so it. if you. The best part is if like if you like obli- if you like Fallout, but wanted a party of people with you, you know this sounds great. It's like you create the, your uh, your party is seven. The first four are your ranger team, and you create each character. You design you you pick their skills, their loadouts, their abilities. You pick a you pick their portrait, what they look like, and then you get three NPCs who have different traits and abilities. Like for example, like you can hire on an NPC. Who has a fear of rats? So whenever you get into a fighting rat, he's gonna unload all of it, all of his ammo into a rat, regardless of whether you need to be saving that or not, because he has such an irrational fear. Or you could have another NPC who's a great sniper and he's like great at watching your back, but he occasionally steals from you. So, you know, it's kind of these kind of uh, differing personalities that you gotta deal with, and it sounds really interesting. Uh, if anyone wants to follow it up, it's just Google radiating passionate. Radiating Passion Wasteland 2's design document on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Sounds good. Thanks, Manny. Uh, someone want to kick us off for what we've been playing? No volunteers? No. Uh, has anyone really been playing much post-D3? Terrible. Um, I played a bit last night. That was the first night I had for gaming all week, really. Um, and I played through 30 missions of Saints Row 3. So, really dived into that. And... Um, what do I say? It's an action game, and it's funny, and it's not as crazy as Giant Bomb would lead you to believe, at least up through the part that I've played so far. What game are you playing again? Saints Row 3. Oh, it's not as crazy? Uh, unless all the craziness is kind of around the middle. Like, there's been some crazy <laughs> moments and stuff, but I was led to believe that every mission in that thing is off the ball, like, just insanity after more insanity, and it's not really... I- they like save it and then they build up and then that's insane and then that's kind of normal for a while. With too many expectations. What'd you say? I think you went in there with way too many expectations. Yeah, well, the way they talk it up, how could I not? <laughs> but Quinn, a... Saints Row 3. Sorry, what? You, you love Saints Row 3. I see you playing on Steam all the time. Oh, yes. No, I, I, I do enjoy Saints Row 3, yes. I, I've waned on it recently, but that's only because I've been playing other games. So is it is it live up to your crazy expectations? Yeah, pretty much. It's but I think it actually I don't know. I'm I I'm not sure if I'm going to try. If it's fair to compare it to the second game or not. I I don't know. They're both pretty insane. Three definitely tries to be more insane than two. The first fifteen minutes will tell you that. But I don't know. The, the 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 plot for Saints Row Three definitely kind of goes into the weird thing, like a third third of the way before the end. Uh, you know, when you start getting zombie breakouts and stuff like that. Well, see, I haven't gotten to that yet. 
Maybe that's why. Maybe the thing will go better. I do have to agree, though, with Jeff Gersman. It's probably like the second best wrestling game released last year. uh, What, Saints Row 3? Yeah, because you run around. If you're sprinting and then do an attack, your character will do awesome wrestling moves on all the people you're attacking, and it's fantastic, including like ones that will have the character pose for the camera, and I love it. Yes. (laughs) I was having having Ben as a flashback when that happened. (laughs) I see. Uh, I also started playing Rune Factory 3 last night. I'm putting about half an hour into that. I'm trying out one of these Harvest Mooney type games to see if I like it or not. I'm I'm assuming I won't, but I went with the fantasy one because it's most like an RPG then, right? So, No comment from Anna. All right, Quinn, what have you been playing? Well, my major one this week is... uh... A, a neat, I mentioned it a couple of times as the one project that I've fun, uh, funded on Kickstarter, fa- uh, FTL, Faster Than Light, uh, which describes itself as... Oh, they've got quite a long descriptor for it. Um, give me a sec. Uh, a spaceship simulation, real-time, rogue-like. like. <laughs> With an extra like? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's kind of... Uh, it's a little hard to explain. It does have roguelike elements. Uh, the game is mostly randomly generated, uh, and there is permadeath involved. <laughs> so you, it's one of those games you do have to be very careful with. But the game is kind of constructed in that you have um, you have your uh, not randomly generated spacecraft with its randomly generated crew, and it, you, it's presented to you as a kind of almost like a kind of top-down 2D real-time strategy-esque fashion. And basically, you, you're given a vital piece of data that's important to the downfall of the massive rebel organization or something like that. And you basically have to run away from the approaching rebel fleet across randomly generated sectors and randomly generated events. And you just kind of – the general idea is you – at the moment, because the game is still in beta, is to survive until you reach the final stand where you kind of have to turn around and fight the – the rebel flagship which is hard it's really hard i i've played i think 19 games so far and i have won two and i believe both the times i was cheating for testing purposes you know it's kind of um when you get into the game's not like graphically intensive um but i mean the, the the combat itself looks very simple or at least on the surface anyway but you kind of have to manage elements of your ship. I mean, hell, you've even got a, an oxygen plant that if it gets knocked out by um, uh, enemy weaponry, your crew is going to suffocate to death unless you send someone over to repair it. Um, and you kind of have a you have a limited you have a limited power core, and you have to kind of fuel all of the stuff on your ship, you know, your medical bay, your oxygen plant, your engines, your weapons, and stuff like that. And you have to you have to manage all aspects of it while making sure none of your crew die because they can in fires, vacuum, um, and uh, take out people that attack you. It, it it's fun. Um, playthroughs usually last between about 20 minutes and an hour at the moment. Um, I think 20 minutes is the quickest time I've perished in the depths of space. Because uh, the, the way it works is um, 
you sort of you have a your all of the ships currently that you can play as have a have a hull of 30 and that unless you find shops to get that fixed you can't actually restore that number anywhere else so you kind of each sector you come across particularly when you're low on health you're kind of like you know oh god i don't want to meet any enemies at all here because they're going to remove the last five hp and well permadeath is permadeath cool um i i i I'd probably post i posted a, a link to a video of it in one of the topics on the forums but i should probably repost that because i find it quite difficult to kind of explain it it's a pretty deep game i think it, they've got they've latched onto a pretty decent concept and even though it's currently like version 0.12 beta i think that i trust the developers to kind of put in quite a lot more stuff between now and when they're planning on releasing which is sometime later this year mm-hmm. just um don't do what i do which was uh, my stupidest death so far has been um i have a uh, number of fires broken out on my ship and the most efficient way of putting out your fire fires is not sending your crew in with fire extinguishers it's to manually open a number of doors on your ship and basically void the area to vacuum oh. um and I did this, and, um, and it was either an enemy boarding party or an enemy uh, weapon strike took out the system that allowed me to control the doors on my ship. And the door system was in one of the rooms that I'd vented to space. <laughs> and then another fire happened and took out my oxygen plant. So basically, I seem to remember, I think dying in that instance was mostly caused by... The fires were put out by the fact that there was no oxygen left on the ship. Everyone almost uh, suffocated to death. And then a lucky weapon strike came and finished me off anyway. That was stupid. (laughs) I see. So yeah, unfortunately, at the moment, there's no other way for people to play it unless you contributed enough to the Kickstarter. Ah, so you're just so. being a tease is what you're being. Oh yeah, I'm being a tease. All right. Well, what else did you play, Mr. Tease? <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Um, SRTZ two point. I don't even know what that is. That's the um, Super Robot Wars one. I'm currently oh. doing the uh, review blog for on oh. the uh, forums, mm-hmm. which basically is just a. Hey, check that chapter out. I'm actually updating it now that I've finished university. Got it. Uh, and the other one is, I, I've, I've, I did indeed purchase Terror, as I, oh. as I mentioned earlier. And I'm not really sure what to think about it. You should play with us. Yeah, I probably should, because I might have a better opinion of it if I did. Well, Good. we have to remember that Chris didn't like it until he got in the first dungeon, and then he got excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only got, I'm only to like level 13 or something. Yeah, it's kind of dry until you get to the first dungeon, and then you have to, like, <clears throat> remember that you do have to grind again to get the next dungeon, and you kind of have to do that until, like, 35, and after that, it's just dungeon, 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 so, if that's yeah, it, play it. I, I think, I, <clears throat> I said, I, I, at the moment, I'm very neutral on it. It's It's not, like, I haven't kind of become very attached to it like I have with a couple of MMOs, but it's not... It's not bad. It's re- at least reasonably well constructed and thought out. But do you don't like the combat? It's not striking you off the bat. It's not. Yeah, I. I like. Well, actually, I say the combat system is one of the things that I think Terra's done right. Which class did you pick? Archer. Oh, 
I don't know. See, any I wouldn't archers. find Archer any. I'm an Archer. I wouldn't find Archer any different from Terra than I did from Ion. Mm. That might which be is the mistake. Back up and shoot. Back up and shoot. You like that though? No. No. That's so why I only play pick a melee Archer class. To play with someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might want to try a melee class, Quinn. Mm, fair enough. Um, What's your favorite class, Mike? You've played like all of them, haven't you? Uh, I'm having a really tough choice between Slayer and uh, Mystic. Okay. Mostly because the Mystic seems to be unkillable. And, well, until a Bam fell Well, the Slayer's going to have more fun gameplay, though, right? Because the Mystic's a support class. Oh, the Mystic's a healer class. It's not even support anymore. But oh, it's okay. also played like Summoner, where you send out your minion, it beats it up for a bit, and then you get to attack it. The Got problem it. with Mystic is it's slow. The good thing with Mystic is it can live through things you probably shouldn't. So I'm going to say try Slayer. Yeah, the Slayer is fun um, because you're literally knocking enemies down all the time and you're dodging stuff. And I thought I liked Berserker more, but I realized I don't like the block system because there are times you're just like, yep, this is going to hit me, and you're going to block, and you're still going to take damage. You're still going to take the effect. And I was like, uh, I'd rather just dodge and miss it entirely. Mm -hmm. So that's why Slayer beats Berserker. And I assume that's all you've been playing this week, Mike, is Terra? And Castle Age, yeah. And Castle Age. <laughs> but I'm almost to 40 in okay. uh, Terra. Really? You haven't I got to 40? 39 and a half last night, yeah. All right. Been playing with a, a warrior. We took down some seriously hard BAMs, so... Nice. BAMs, of course, are badass monsters, which is yeah. Terra's localized term for the they... large creatures that are in the world. Yeah, but unlike most places where like you only see them in dungeons, you literally are walking around. And you're like, "There's a bam! There's a bam! There's a bam! Crap! If I ever one of these, I am so dead." Yep. <laughs> hey, look! Sounds like it sounds like uh, playing Final Fantasy XI in anywhere, at least until you get to level ninety nine. No, no, those are just the bunnies. <laughs> yes, I know. Eleven, eleven, the, the weak ass monsters oh, also kill you. Yeah, no, Terror has just taken the bunnies from Final Fantasy XI and made them bigger. <laughs> yeah, they're they're harder to they're harder to accidentally run into if they're bigger. Hey guys, this turnip head thing is running straight at me. Oh dear, I'm dead. All right, uh, Anna, have you been playing anything? Yeah, I've been playing the heck out of um, Double Survivor too. So I finished the game, and I <laughs> I don't want to get too spoilery. I'm trying to think yeah. of how to handle this. Basically, on the sixth day, you. Why do you need um, to give us details at all? Because I sort of want to go over this. On the sixth day, you are given a decision, and you have to choose between three factions. But the next day, a fourth faction pops up and is like, take my side. And I was like, thank you. That was the side I wanted to take the whole time. So I did, and the ending was very cool, and I definitely liked it. And I'm going to go back and take a different ending this time. There was no point to that discussion, was there? Did I miss something? Anybody else? Can you help me there? For people who have played it, it will make sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with for people who played it. Okay. I mean, I right. waited on long enough, so. <laughs> and right. um, how about you tell us if you liked it and what I, what was great about the game? How about something like that? <clears throat> um, it had less battles than Double Survivor, the first one, but I still got to the same level, so I felt that the pacing was definitely improved in this one. Excellent. Thank you. Fewer fewer battles, but more significant battles. Um, I actually beat the game. <laughs> um, to beat the game, you have to have your main hero 
uh, in the path that I took, you have to have your main hero survive and a second character survive, second specific character. And by the time I beat the final boss, I had no demons alive. Two of my teammates were dead. It was only my main character and the guy that had to stay alive. And I killed the boss with a reflected attack. Ooh. It was pretty epic. So yeah, that was uh, that was good. And I wrote it all down so that I could make sure to do it again. Have that same set of abilities set up. And uh, yeah, beyond that, I've also been playing Rain Slick 3, which I mentioned earlier. And I said I'm now past where I was in the PAX preview, or the E3 preview, blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, if, uh, if you watched that video and thought, hey, this looks awesome, you will definitely want to play the game. Uh, is there anything surprising about that? Uh, 16-bit style RPG? Uh, good writing, I assume? Um, yeah, the writing's awesome. Um, it's funny. There are classes you have, you get that you didn't see in the E3 demo. And I think I'll stop there. Okay. Wait for the review on June 25th. You going to review that? I don't know. I'll have to talk to Mac. Well, you should write a review anyway and just have more reviews. Um, let's see. And, oh, have you been playing Gungnir at all? Um, I put it on... Wait, which Vita? Or it went on the go, right? Yeah, yeah I turned it on. on watch. I, I turned it on and, and listened to the music for a little bit, and then realized I wanted to finish Double Survivor, so I shut it back okay. off. But I will play it. Right, that's also embargoed, I think, right? Um, no, it's out. Not going to be embargoed. Oh, it's out. It's released. Right? Yeah, it Sorry. came out. Well, on... I forgot the review copies came out after the game came out. Yeah, that's not normal. Right. All right, Manny, how about you? Got anything for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Empire Shogun Total War is free this weekend on Steam. If you Ooh. log in right now, you can start playing. Ooh, thank you, Manny. You're thank welcome. Thank you. That's a good notice. Oh, okay, Nap then. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Shogun Total War or Napoleon Total War? Some Total War. A Total War is free today, this weekend on Steam. Oh. Shogun 2 Total War. This is Napoleon Total War. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not even the good one. Well, hold on. That's what's on sale. <laughs> this is confusing. Where do... Click here to download and start playing. Yeah, it's Napoleon. Empire is better than Napoleon. Is it? Napoleon was like a bad offshoot of Empire. Oh. This is the Imperial Edition. Yeah, that's not what I want to play. I want to play the Japanese one. That's disappointing. Well, never mind on my tips. Oh. Well, have you I been failed. playing anything else? Um, no. No? All right. It's that, that time where E3 made everybody busy and behind, so it's hard to play. Oh, I am so busy. Well, you didn't go. And I you feel so much, good Michael. about that. <laughs> you Michael, you didn't miss much. <laughs> I know. You saved yourself I, a hey, ton of money. All the good Someone stuff the was on the floor. Asked me, Prinny asked me, it was like, what was the best thing about E3? And I was like, did I pick this year not to go? <laughs> Seriously, if you would have gone, you would have seen a handful of RPGs. Uh, you would have spent a lot of money, and you would have had to share a room with three other people. <laughs> Who Do snore. We... No. Only two you of and us Fox snore. snore. Yeah, but Fox is louder. Doesn't matter. 
Once one snores and the other snores, like, yeah, screw it, I'll just stay up and play games. <laughs> uh, do we need to talk about this uh, E3 at all? Uh, for people who didn't uh, watch our videos? You, were, you said you didn't want to, though, remember? There's like 14 videos I never videos said I didn't want made. to. I said there were a bunch of videos, but uh, I'm thinking about it. Do we need to comment about anything with well, that? Well, if there's anything that you that you feel didn't, didn't fit into the videos or weren't appropriate enough, I mean... Here you have a long-form discussion area. It was a short podcast. I think we finished like in an hour and a half or less, right? Yeah. We could actually so have it, a short podcast and go play games. We well, could. We or well, we, we could talk about E3 we'll, for another hour. Be like, uh, the E3 All right, round. so you can do that. Now I'm going to go play games. <laughs> but you, we need you as the outsider asking us about E3. Quinn's also the outsider, but oh, I, don't I don't care. Either. You don't care about E3? Not this year. I'm serious, boring. Michael. You, you, if there was one year to pick to not go, this was the year. I know. I kind of felt that, just the way the you know, announcements were kind of laying up. Even the Santa Monica one had more interesting games. And <clears> were... <throat> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I got an iPod in Santa Monica, so I'm pretty well, happy. That's true. They had better giveaways and was more press-focused. <laughs> oh, that you got an nice. iPod. It was like, whoa, tell me more. Was like, What is it, a special iPod? It was a Square um, was iPod, the... wasn't it? No, it was NCSoft. Oh, NCSoft. Okay. What was it engraved in the back? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Like what? Like an what, an iPod Touch or what? Uh, it was just the. Um, we made gave two, people two, engraved two. iPad threes at their press conference. We made. Yeah. yeah. That made. was the that was the booth in the back corner next to Konami. Who was we made? Yeah, they're, that means they're an like online free to play MMO company. Yeah, they just expanded into the the mobile market. So they basically they're they're like pièce de résistance of the show was it's basically Diablo for the iPad. So how do I Dragon. get? Wait, yeah, Project Dragon, Roar from the Dungeon. Wait, Anna, did you know they were handing out engraved iPads? Um, yes, because I went to the press conference. <gasps> you got an engraved iPad? No. She she um she does contract work for them, so she couldn't do. Okay, other so if you do con- how come you didn't give us the heads up that they were giving out engraved iPads? Because iPad? that yeah, would that's... also be a conflict of interest, wouldn't it? Now. No, no, you'd be a, a nice friend. No, that's doing your job, spreading information. They had a, <laughs> they had a specific list, didn't they, Anna? Yeah, I mean, you could have come to the press conference you just wouldn't have gotten an ipad that's right that's the other thing there was a vip list of the people who got ipads and the people i'm not even on a vip list from mmo comp for a free-to-play company on ios that sucks yeah (laughs) sorry man man (laughs) no honestly those kind of all joking aside that's kind of gross though then you feel like you have to give away 500 dollars ipads to get people to come to your thing well no 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 that's even that's even better because it's 500 dollars ipads that you've already got a predefined list to and you're not giving it to anyone else because you're just kind of doing it just so you can get the fanfare of doing it it's what's called bullshit is what that's called yeah, I, let's not given oh, anna's sorry, relationship did do that last year no oh, but wait. With, with, <laughs> i'm just saying specific to we made um we don't want to pressure Anna to give opinions on things. Oh, no, decisions that's that's oh no, 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 because I mean, I, the problem is, is I would have a really good argument um, with Michael, other than the fact that one of the guys walked up, took his iPad and was like, cool, this is my third one. What? <laughs> Hopefully you meant iPad. Today? Yeah, yeah, no, no, he, he, that was his third iPad that he's received because At he does nothing, no, in, in general from companies. Because okay. he does nothing but he's like a massive app 
um, website. He's probably like, remember that list you gave me and all the Alexa rankings and stuff like that? Yeah. I think he's like second on that list. Ooh. So he's either touch arcade or slide to play. Yeah. This, I, I noticed his name. Like was, eight. Nope. I don't know. It was like the days when Nintendo gave away their GBAs with every single game just because they didn't think anybody would have one to play with. <laughs> yeah, but a GBA is much cheaper than an iPad. <laughs> yeah, but they send like four of them. All right, so um, I don't know how comfortable you are with us talking about it, but basically it sounded like we made wanted to spend lots of money and impress a lot of people and have their own press conference and stuff, and that's yeah. what they did. And, and I mean, and did, let me ask you guys something. Hold on, Anna. Did any of you guys hear about We Made's discussions or announcements? I had no idea oh. they even existed until exactly. like, I still don't. Yeah. So and I mean, this happened. And, and Anna, you what was your advice to, to them about whether this was worth doing? I told them don't do it. <laughs> no, but <we're> telling, <laughs> no, no, this this was my mistake because I told them don't do it. The only reason that people showed up to the Microsoft conferences for the first two years is because they gave away Xboxes. No, that's not even true. They only they last year was the first time they ever did that. The times they did it before two were years for the ago. parties and. Circus de Olay and things like that. They had all sorts of weird things, but they never gave away their Xbox until last year. Two years. It wasn't last was it two year. Two years now? Yeah, it was the year before. Yep. All right, because I mean, they got always gave away. Manny got in last year, so he didn't get an Xbox. Yeah, That's the year I told you. I called you guys up and I said, if you guys want to get down here right now, you can. They, you they can wouldn't have let. That was the year they weren't letting people. Oh, yeah, last year. You called last year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, no, nah, what's this? <laughs> we were like, yeah, you know what? It's on Spike. <laughs> but it sounds so strange to, to me, though, because like the people who would who would be interested in it, like I was like I said, Anna, if you don't need to comment on anything, I'm not trying to get nobody here is trying to get you in trouble. So if you just want to plead the fifth, go right ahead. But I was just thinking, uh, it seems so strange that you would that you would give an iPad to an audience who. Has for business iPad. reasons, would own the latest Apple hardware and Android already. You know, like if you're uh, if you're the number well, one that, that was, website. That was the argument I had from Microsoft though was like, oh, you just gave Xboxes to all the people who have Xboxes. Oh, but that was like a yeah. New but model. I mean, and I mean, yeah. I mean, the problem is, is that there's no convincing people otherwise because, well, everyone else has done it. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with Manny. If it's the hardware maker, it's different than somebody who's not. I mean, that was the first time those Xboxes ever came out. And those people in the audience, the press people, were the first ones to get their hands on it and they could talk about it. I mean, there's sure, like, there are plenty of issues with that, like the idea that press shouldn't absolutely. be accepting that sort of stuff. But. Absolutely. But it makes more sense than, say— That's integrity issue. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, if, if Apple had gone and, like, okay, you all came to the press conference, here's your iPad when you leave— you know, it's a different right. story than that's different like, than someone going, "Oh, we make iPad games, so we're going to give away iPads that you should have already had a, to review our stuff." Journalistic but, you know. integrity is weird in this industry. I mean, like, even think about the how page. Apple would actually do something like that. Is the way they do it currently? They have a list of people that make good reviews of their products, and they arrange for loaner equipment to be sent to them. They get it for like two weeks plus, and then they can send it back or choose to just purchase it from them. Um, and and there's no like gifting of any of this stuff. So oh, yeah. that seems a little bit more honest. Like Andy yeah. Anatko does that. He gets yeah. the things early, but he he knows that this is a time limit. And he has to give it back, and it, and I think that helps him. You know, I don't have any favor in Apple. Focus on it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, the thing that would I think we made would have made more an impression on instead of just giving to the people they already know would just been hand random drawings. If you actually came over and looked at their crap. Yeah, that would yeah, there were. Would be better will. Yeah, there they were. were doing that too at the booth, weren't they? Uh, day two and day three, yep. Yeah. 
Um, but imagine if they actually publicize publicize that a lot more. They, and that they would be tried like to, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it just it, didn't go anywhere because we made. <laughs> um, as, you know, aside from my role, and honestly, my role in their E three plans was minimal. I wrote their press releases. I mean, I was not in on any of this planning. So, you know, if I have commentary, it's my own personal opinion and not a professional one. But um, they every year at E three, and Michael backed me up on this. There is like two or three companies that no one has ever heard of them, and they spend a bajillion dollars on E three, and everyone oh. comes to the conference going, "Who?" Gree, Gree, that was Gree this year. Did you see that? That was Naval last year. Yeah. Right. It was Naval last year. It was Gree this year. It was We Made this year. It was, I mean, this is kind of, it happens every year. Now, maybe this is, this is what made Kensha worthwhile back then. Yeah. Was just, you would find these companies and they're like, here, you want this? I'm like, this is worth like 300 bucks. Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. That being said, (laughs) you guys can blow off. We made because we we basically don't cover any of their stuff, but there are people that wouldn't give them the time of the day before E three that are now emailing them. Of course they are because they think that next year they'll get an iPad. Right. I mean, that's pointless. I mean, if you want to cover their stuff to point them, or you want to, I I don't think they're going to get the press that they paid for. That's what they're just doing. And the funny thing is, they feel they have a good return on investment is up to them and not me. Now, guys, what about secret E three? The E three that's there for the buyers and stalkers and stuff like that. Um, stalkers. Uh, okay, I'll just say the buyers, the retail buyers, <laughs> the, the stalkers, um, the ones that sneak around. You know. <laughs> I, are they? I, maybe we made is making an impression on those, and those are the people they're investing. No, because the because the, the, the secret E three it caters to retail. That's for a Walmart. And we doesn't do we retail, do they? All exactly. Right. And that's why they have those fake store displays. Like, and if you go to the EA or the Microsoft, they'll have a fake store display that'll be. This is how we think you should arrange our games in our, in our store, in your store. Or this is the big title of the year. You're gonna want this one have this much shelf space, and we're gonna tell you why it's the number one title of the year. You should buy 20 million of these. You know, mm-hmm. it's very E3 in general is very E3. I mean, very retail oriented. All right, but. But like going back to that thing, like I just want to mention this about Gree really quickly. They, their booth space was as big as Sony's or Nintendo's. That just to give you perspective, Sony and Nintendo usually have they're in the West Hall because they usually dominate those halls. And with Microsoft, they're like the three biggest booths at E3 next to EA. And this Gree booth, which I'm sure most people have never even heard of, was as big as EA, was as big as Nintendo, was as big as Sony. Mm-hmm. And it, if you and if you looked at the amount of traffic or people that were in there minuscule. I think the only people I ever saw there were people sitting in their comfy white chairs because they needed a break and their backs hurt. I mean, that's... That's why I, take, that's why I sit down. It's like, people are like, oh, I have a chair. I'm like, oh, okay, tell me about your game. I'll just sit here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> when I see things like that, it makes me wonder, like, if you, like, what the value of E3 really is if you're going to, for people like this who are spending millions upon millions of dollars to be ignored or... Yeah, see, here's the secret E3. I mean, I just gave it out, but I'll give it again. Just to be clear for everyone, spend your money on chairs. Chairs and carpeting. Yep. I don't even care about the carpeting. You want to sit down in a chair to play your game? I'll stay there for 15 minutes. You can talk all you want. I might even learn something. Yep. No, that's the the most interesting thing. You're going to get swag. You're going to get the mass of people. Nobody's going to remember crap except the mass of people. Nobody's going to look at your game. Nobody's going to look at nothing. Hey, Chris. In chairs. What? Do you remember the guy who got really mad and snatched the bag out of my hand because I wouldn't give him a plushie? Yeah. Trashed me on Facebook. Did he? Yep. How? 
Wait, someone grabbed the bag out of your hand? I don't understand. Yeah, um, I was demoing. So, Taylor, or, uh, A New Beginning, we had two back-to-back units, right? Uh, so, on the back side was where Adam was, and he was doing all the media demos. And then I was doing the front side. And if someone that was media came along, I had to either bump the line or kick whoever was on off. So, this guy stood in line for like, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And he had three media appointments ahead of and the media appointments all got plushies because that's what we'd set up. It was a bag with a plushie in it. And he walks up and he plays the game for like two minutes in an incredibly bored and disinterested fashion. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And I'm like, here's your bag. And he's like, but you just gave the three people in Pony plushies. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Those are just for media appointments today. I don't have any others to give out. And he gets pissed and he just snatches the bag out of my hand and storms off. Was he media? No. Screw he was him. he was an exhi- he was like an exhibits only pass. <laughs> he didn't need to be there anyway. Then, oh, that was. And I mean, it, this was like no website listed on him, like no title. I think he was like guest of EA or something like that. Oh, forget that crap. If if you were there at E three for the swag, and I know I put up a picture because we got a lot of swag. If you're there at E three for the swag, you're not there for a good reason. And yeah, that's how a lot of people cause our sites to go there just for the swag. And their motive and their justification for it is we sell the swag and that's how we afford to go to E3. <laughs> it's dirty. It's circular. Yes. So dirty. So oh, wow. dirty. <laughs> Those Persona three four t shirts are going for sixty bucks apparently. Well, we have one to give away for free. Oh that's right, we do. So uh, if you guys are, are hankering for a shirt and our size large, we will have some fashion of giveaway. Yeah, that's right. That's one thing about, about, about RP Gamer. We won't – a lot of us do a lot of this stuff at, like, at our own expenses, at our own cost. But you know, you'll never catch us selling our swag on eBay. Yeah. I mean – and that's the biggest reason I don't feel terrible that we get swag because we are paying all this out of pocket. Um, Honestly, though, but it's not like you're walking home with an Xbox, Chris. I know you're right. You're, it was you, not all that good as swag, was it? Yeah. I mean, at, at the most that you got is we, you I mean, get, we get a fancy button or a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this probably blow Michael away. You know how Michael, you always leave E three with a pound of paper. Yeah. This year, Nothing. everybody went green. Nice. No pamphlets. Nobody had pamphlets. I couldn't find a pen. All I wanted all the, was a yeah, free pen no and a books, notebook so I could no take pens. some notes. Nothing. No, I've and that's that's something I've always seen. I mean, except for I think Sony usually has pens, but they're just at the press desk, and you can just take one. I but think nobody had pens. Nobody had pens. Um, I found one notebook on the entire show floor. And that I've was in your age social goodie bag. I have. Well, I, I guess mean, last year we got it. Notebook. I got one right. last year from um, Nexon. From their, Nexon. Well, Square Enix did too. They gave the same ones out the year before. Well, the Nexon one was a nice flip open on top, Moleskine. Yeah, I do like that. I one. should have brought that this year, and I regret not doing. Did so. you go to Nexon this year? There I was bring, no Nexon this year. Nexon wasn't here. Nexon only comes to E3 if they have a dozen games to show, because otherwise a it's dozen. just too They expensive. need at least twelve. <laughs> Come no, on. no, no. I mean, twelve or not showed, worth they money. Showed they showed like year? three that no. were on the floor. They showed last a lot year, more yeah, than that. It was all like it was all Dragon Nest. Nest. And two others were like, well, we yeah, kind of do these two, of, but it's really I don't even remember what that other one was. And there was more in the press area. Oh, the Vindictus or something. Yeah, Vindictus and, and Dragon Nest were all the press area. You guys that forgot already? Yeah. Michael, we got those appointments for you. <laughs> I got those. <laughs> like you forgot already. 
No, you got me Dragon. It's been over a year, fun. and we played Dragonus. We played Dragonus. You know, you, that's and then funny. You say that, but I still remember everything that w- that was said to me at that at that appointment. Literally, I remember everything about it. Yeah, yeah we went I, over and we taped it. <clears throat> the guy who was walking us through the game was cute and French. Mm. There were a lot of French people this year. Um, so. Uh, do we have any overall ratings on the show this year? Like, what? How do you feel? It, like from the outside in? From, do not from buy out? is my current two do thumbs down on so many more floor only passes this year. I saw almost no media badges, which either means that there's way more, which meant there were either way more closed door meetings this year. They cut down on media. Too many. They they did they cut down on media a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, not the, how they start limiting people. You're not going to have this much media, and if it's not for media, and if it's not for the exhibitors, I don't know who all these three is for anymore. Retail is what it's for. Oh, um, gives a crap about yeah, that. but oh. I mean, I didn't well, even see the, the important media sites have already played all the games and pre. Yeah, two weeks before. Yeah, in fact, no, it was three or four weeks before this year. This year it was super early because all my friends were complaining about the fact that it was a week early. Mm. I don't know. Um, and, yet, has issues. and yet, these pre-played sites have actual boosts at the show. Yeah. Oh, like G4 so, and IGN and stuff like uh, that? GameSpot. IGN, GameSpot. GameSpot. They, all, they actually pay the stupid $100,000 or whatever yep. for the exhibit yep. spot. Yep. Um, it's not – those boosts are what? not – So they can live stream all day long and have people on their sites. It's it's for coverage. I mean, all those sites were doing live streaming on their websites all day long. Yeah, they they make the money up easily in uh, ad revenue. I, I don't know if that's true, but uh, I think that's Oh, the what idea. do you mean? They have people watching your stream all day long and they push the ads on G4? Uh, because I believe web ads suck, so I don't know if that I can believe Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about like G4 and how they're pushing oh, the commercial Oh, no, ad. I mean G4. I think they do it because it's expected of them, and if they didn't do it, they'd lose readership. And like at, people be like, oh... You're not important enough of a site to go to E3 and cover it live? I'll, I'll go to one of these people who do. Yeah. I mean, now and they're just being be trapped by the other people doing yeah. it. I, I mean, that's my feel. On, I, so I don't know the economics. Maybe they do make a lot of money on the ads. So They don't make $100,000 in three days on ads. Uh, the booth size G4 they are paying for might. is not $100,000. Well, G4 had more than that. Um, do you see the GameSpot site? That was smaller. I thought just entry was 100000 No. So they've lowered that price too, or what? Yes. Hmm. So, Interesting. Uh, but Chris, I'll tell any, you the production any, costs more. Would you rate it? Any highlights? Anything? Like uh, any thoughts on the I want us to go through collectively and name all the E3s we saw, name all the RPGs we saw on the show floor. Because I, I want to make a point. I actually wrote down the list of the games I saw. I actually have it right here. Okay. I, I saw 23 games. There was 23 RPGs? No, I saw 23 games. Okay, so I'm about to tell you which of those Not RPGs, you know. He's just saying 23 games. <laughs> All right. Hit me up. Okay, so I saw 23 games yeah. in total. And of these that were RPGs are uh, Divinity Original Sin, Of Orcs and Men, Ra, Dr- the Dragon Fantasy sequel from Muteki, uh, Skyrim, Dawnguard, Elder Scrolls MMO, Borderlands 2. All right, I'm going to add Nino Cooney to that, and New Little King Story, and the uh, Shattered uh, Silent Hill Sh- Book of Memories. Yeah, Book of Memories. And uh, we had Kingdom Hearts. Uh, what's it called? 
First, Final Fantasy Dream Dimension. Drops Distance. Dream, dream, dream Drop Distance. Code of Princess. Code of Princess. Persona 4 Golden. I wasn't really on the floor, but all right. Pokemon Conquest. Pokemon. Rift. Rift. Shadow Dawn. Well, I wasn't on the floor. They just came. <laughs> he, he lives like 50 minutes away from where yeah. our hotel was. Penny Arcade, then. Penny Arcade. That wasn't really on the show floor either. Um, um, last Story. Last Story. Yes. Um, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Yay. Is that all, all right? When you put it like that, when you stretch it all out, it's, n- it's not that light. It's just none of them yeah. were AAA, right? Yeah, not a lot of AAA, but that's a longer list than I thought. Uh, Darksiders 2, did that come up? No, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that was out oh, there. Darksiders 2. Darksiders and Borderlands 2. is pretty AAA, I guess. Heroes yeah, of Ruins. Definitely. Heroes of Ruin, which everyone wants to forget. Uh, is that it? Uh, well, I don't know. It's not that bad. It seems like similar terrible. to other years. Nothing surprising. Stuff we kind of knew. Is yeah, there anything uh, there? A, yeah uh, less than two dozen. Yes, I think what the. You know who I wish I would have was there. I, I'm really sad they weren't. I know they didn't have anything to show, but I would have loved to have CD Projekt there so I can get at least some glimpse of Cyberpunk and see what they're doing with that. Guys, like we director. forgot Age of Wushu. Oh, Age of Wushu. <laughs> yes, interrupt Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Age of Wushu. It's a- I want that damn cyberpunk game. We also oh, saw- yeah, Uncharted Waters. Duh. We also saw the older public. I didn't see Uncharted Waters. So I, don't- I did. You know, I, I will say this, though. Of all the games that are coming out, like uh, I think the most anticipated, my most anticipated big RPG, I, I mean, for a while, was Diablo 3, because you know, just a sheer wait for Diablo 3. But I think the game I'm most waiting for now is Cyberpunk, because I saw what the CD Projekt people did with The Witcher and The Witcher 2, and I see they get better with each game, and they have a really, they really work closely with the the actual creative teams who like they work really closely with Andrew Sapolsky, and now they're working right there next to the guy who made Cyberpunk to begin with. So I think this next game, with like a more freedom, more options, more actual character classes and character creation that you make, I think they're going to take it to a new level. So I think that's probably the game I'm most excited for. The next What's, big RPG. I, what is it? You haven't heard of the Cyberpunk from No CD Project? Uh, no, I. Oh, that's the new. Cyberpunk setting game from CD Projekt. No, no, no. It's Cyberpunk the game. Oh, okay. Based on the old pen and paper. All right. We t- we covered that a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we like did. Three, but three, all that we've ago. got so far is like the announcement notice and two pieces of concept art. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And they had the guy who, who invented who invented the pen and paper game back in the like the late 80s, early 80s. He was on stage to talk about his vision for the yeah, game. Yeah, Mike, Mike Pondsmith. Yeah, there you go. He was on stage where? At the announcement? The oh, yeah, they had their summer conference like a few like a week before E3. Yeah, it's interesting, Chris. It, it, it's still that's when they announced that Witcher Two is coming to the Mac. Right. I, I remember seeing stuff out of that announcement. I just didn't watch the announcement itself. It, it's it's, no, it's I, worth. I didn't seeing. either. Actually, but... I mean, it's it, it's on their use their Twitch TV or their UStream. It's archived if you want to go back and watch it. I think it's worth watching just to get an idea. And I just I just saw the, their progress from Witcher One to Witcher 2 and how much they've improved in the visuals and I'm thinking what they can do with, with this one this next jump so I just wish I could have seen some more of that at E3 oh. wish. did you get to see Infinity Blade Dungeons? No, I got uh... bumped I, I, my, my assumption, because I've not, I've not played The Witcher or The Witcher 2 um, but my, I mean, I know CD Projekt are a, are a good company it, it just, which project to, uh, sorry, The Witcher's just not my sort of genre, but having... If Mike, since Mike Pondsmith is on board with it, and having 
uh, played in the, the pen and paper setting for the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it just based on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he, Mike Pondsmith, like, you can tell sometimes when they bring someone on and they just they're so they don't actually sound excited about the game they're working on. You can tell it's like a paycheck. Sort of how, like when Joe Montana came out on the, in the Xbox 360 conference. Remember that? To him, mm-hmm. he wasn't that excited. He wasn't that enthused. He just sort of seemed like a paycheck. Right. But when Mike Pondsmith came on stage and was talking about this game, his eyes lit up and he had this big smile from ear to ear talking about like, I've been wanting to make a game like this my whole like actual video game like this since video games. Began. Well, I mean, I wouldn't you be are you be surprised? I mean, my I, Mike Pondsmith, I think, has been writing like stuff uh, stuff for Artel Saurian since like 1985 or something, and it's taken until mm-hmm. it's taken him like 20. Two, 23 years and he now finally gets a video game tie-in yeah but i mean i'm not it's not that surprised i'm just happy that he looks so genuinely excited and, and just you know enthusiastic and just like i can't believe i'm getting to do this and i saw what these guys did with the witcher and the witcher was dark and mature and they're not afraid of sex and violence or just mature situations <laughs> yeah well the the, the system it, the, the like the tabletop system itself is like <laughs> it's downright ridiculous as far as combat goes. Yeah, they, they, know, <laughs> I see what you're saying, and it's like you're just making me even more excited for the game. You know, when you're talking about this, so it's just nice to see that he's actually that excited and enthused. I <laughs> Although, funny, it's it's amusing actually because I don't think they they might not actually be able to use the na- they actually they name they they have a specific name for the combat system in the cypherpunk books. Don't tell me it's actually, something. <laughs> sorry, don't tell me it's vats or something. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just that I don't think... Because I think it's um, uh, Friday Night Combat or something like that. Oh, Friday Night Night Firefight, which is, Uh, I think, just a little bit too close to Monday Night Combat. Yeah. Which might cause the developers of that to sort of furrow a couple of brows. Oh, please. Who cares? Well, no, I mean, I think think CD Projekt Red should call it that if they do. Yeah. So I guess that that's my biggest omission of E3 for for me because I knew yeah. they would I know you guys. I was hoping that they would show that at E3 as yeah. well. Because I know you, Chris and Michael, you you both saw that like two years. You went to see, you saw The Witcher their first showing two years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I saw what they were doing for the 360 <clears throat> last. I just assumed they'd be here again this year. They were here for, you know for the last three. I I was I was at their I was at their press event uh, for Gamescom last year. You know, you if you're going to Gamescom this year, they actually might have something to show, so you might actually get the scoop. Nah, I'm not going to Gamescom this year. It's too, it's too bloody expensive. And I'm in Canada as well. Ah, gotcha. Anything, anyone, any other missions, anybody? Or anything you wish was there that should have been like Final Fantasy uh, versus 13? Or did they change that name officially? To no, I'm, I'm kind of... I, I, I'd expect uh, anything... I'd probably want to play out of Square Enix to come out at yeah. TGS. I mean, t- Type Zero and Versus Thirteen should have been there, and they weren't. You know, but... I heard rumors that it's like they're just going to just straight up call it Final Fantasy Fifteen at this point. May as well. I mean, nobody cares no. about the tie-in. I agree. I think that should have been there. I think that seems like a glaring omission. Just something. Anything. No, they had. They did. They had something. They had the uh, next generation Final Fantasy footage. But that wasn't even the show floor or anything. They haven't even taken yeah, it. Was. It was on the show floor. The, um, but, I mean, like in the big trailer booth or like they're yeah. actually someone yeah, to talk about? It was about? looping in the trailer. Oh, okay. But that's not even a promise of an actual game, right? Right, it's just a tech demo. Hmm. Uh, that, did you take the survey? I did not see the survey. If you go to the site, you can take the survey, which will actually tell you, what do you think about this as a Final Fantasy title? 
Really? Well, who cares? Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to do anything with it. That means they're taking suggestions, and it may well be. It did definitely feel Final Fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. If they want to turn that into a game, <clears> it'd be great. <throat> Just make something. That's all. How I long Just did it take to put make something the... out? <laughs> uh, I I can think there was there was no big. I, I that's I think those are only two missions, like two big. Well, three big missions: Final Fantasy Type Zero, like you said. The versus 13 and uh, I really just personally want to really see cyberpunk but other mm-hmm. than that I think it was it was it was an okay show it, it's like Michael you, <laughs> you, you, like you guys talking Namco about didn't show any of their own RPGs for example they didn't have any RPGs to show other Nino Kuni which they're publishing here which isn't really the same thing Mm-hmm. You know the funny thing is, if the, if we were FPS gamer or third person shooter gamer, yeah, we'd be having a great show. Oh my goodness, we would have wall to wall interviews and impressions. <laughs> it would be amazing. It would have been a great show. We'd be talking about Medal of Honor for hours, <laughs> or, or Dead Space. Yeah, instead it's like, yeah, I'm excited about a Persona Four version that's just slightly better than the first one. Um, there's a cool Pokemon game coming out in a few weeks. If even yeah, and oh, even like, yeah, it'll be here Thursday. Oh, Thursday, right? Um, <laughs> and you know, and Is even Conquest, yeah, yeah great. comes out on Tuesday. Wow. It's really right. good. See I quite later. liked it. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny, and even Borderlands Two, which looks fantastic, but it's just we've been seeing so much of that, like at every pack. Yeah, everybody that, knows that they want it. So it's like, okay, we're already point, sold on that. There's nothing exactly. to say. It's done. Exactly. We're sold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we forgot one big one. This was your first look at the Elder Scrolls MMO. It was anyone's first look at it? Yeah. Well, you, Oh, nothing. Or... Um, no, I thought it looked interesting. I'm excited for what it could be, but I always withhold judgment on MMOs now. I'm just so MMO'd out. I, it looked a lot better than the than the typical E3 free-to-play MMO demo, but that doesn't <laughs> mean it looks fantastic. It doesn't look like it's going to kill WoW. There's, there's a lot that needs to be settled for that, and we know nothing yet. We need to play it. It was not playable, and that's the biggest issue, right? Yeah, I guess. Oh, wait, Divinity, Original Sin, I saw that. And that was interesting and looked good, but the problem with I have with that is that they, uh, like two weeks before E3, they released uh, an introduction video, which is basically the exact demo that I got. Oh. That was a little, it was a little disappointing because I thought it was going to be something new. And, was it hands-on or did you just get to see it? No, not even hands-on. It felt like, it, literally, it just felt, like cause in that demonstration video they had, they had the same guy with the same long hair playing the game and you watched him play it. And I, I just did that live. I got that video <laughs> So, I guess the most interesting thing I saw was maybe um, the first look at uh, uh, book two of Dragon Fantasy mm. from Muteki guys. Uh, it's a full-on 16-bit RPG. Um, battles take place on the overworld. It looks a little bit like a, like Chrono Trigger. It looks nicer, much nicer than the iOS Dragon Fantasy. And remember we talked about this on the show, you know, a little bit of do ship combat, big overworld. I mean, if you've been... What's if you it going to be on? Um, they didn't talk platforms, but, oh. but I, I can, I can, I can basically tell you right now, uh, Dragon Fantasy came out, the first one came out on iOS, Mac and PC, so I'm, and Android, so I'm guessing same platforms. Okay. And it's probably going to be like, oh, it seems like a bigger game than the last one. Definitely a much bigger, big narrative. So it's probably going to be like 10 to $20. That is a fun traditional RPG and it's super cheap. If you haven't played that on iPhone, do it. Oh, and the new one looks better. It looks like just like... The lost SNES RPG that you never got. Excellent. Well, I thought that's what Penny Arcade 3 was, but all right. 
Well, I guess now you have two. Yeah, we got two of them. <laughs> I lost a lot of these. Um, I missed traditional RPGs, and they're back. So I'm looking through the list, and like the two big ones, as far as I can tell, uh, ignoring Skyrim only because it's an expansion pack. Um, yeah, should have been Borderlands Two and Darksiders Two, right? But Darksiders Two got such a because THQ didn't have a big booth, so it got such yeah. a showing. Hmm. Did anybody play it? Who's on the past? I didn't get around to it. No. Okay. I know Chloe my did. kind of yeah. game, so. And she 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 seemed okay with it, so. No, but the the games that she was referencing, <laughs> you know, you always, when you always hear Dark Side, you hear God of War meets Legend of Zelda, Zelda and, right? yeah. and she's talking about Prince of Persia and Devil May Cry. It's kind of weird. She, yeah, her frame of reference on it was uh, definitely different. She, she didn't. She hasn't. I think she just. She just it's has a different background. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, it's okay. not huge. I wish we had gotten into Infinity Blade, but oh well. I, I heard I heard interesting things. I heard inter- like uh I read a couple of impressions and basically five to ten minute little dungeons that are repeatable. Uh, the only loot that drops from enemies is armor. Uh, weapons you actually need to go forge and you need, like so you, you'll you'll come across these mineral veins and when you get to the mineral veins it'll be like this you'll have this motor mining game and this bar will move like left and right and you need to tap in certain veins and the right time to get like better higher quality platinum over copper or something and then you take back that copper and the platinum and you sort of throw it into the furnace and then you get the same mini game where you're like hammering out divots and imperfections and honing the blade Why and polishing I, it. what 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 is this this is an rpg is it no this is a, I, on ipad ios i know it doesn't sound like an rpg really it sounds like a apparently a blacksmithing simulation well, I think they wanted to, because they figure at the end of the game you're going to forge the Infinity Blade, so they wanted to go with this whole apprentice theme that you're an apprentice of the forge, you're making weapons. But the RPG system is that you, you level up. You have, I think you have, the skills are tied to the weapons, I think. Okay. It's very, it seems like they've toned down the RPG a little bit, but it's a, there's a, it's a lot more like torchlighty without the, like the gigantic skill tree, I think. All right. Oh, what am I doing? I'm ignoring the last story. Dude, uh, do you guys play Torchlight 2? With the guy who makes the game. <laughs> Torchlight 2 was not playable at E3 except by private appointment for people who were not invited to the beta. So yeah, we, I, we did not qualify for that because we got in the beta. Anyway. They were giving the soundtrack, a exclusive limited edition soundtrack CD. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'd hope you might wonder talk. if you want one. <gasps> <clears throat> I mentioned on Twitter she completely ignored I it. I want one. You email her for me because she likes you. Oh, and you email her. <laughs> you think I know Wonder and have this personal relationship with her. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I was holding off till she was done dealing with her uh, family yeah, issues. Yeah, she's got other things going on now. Yeah. A lot of health issues. Yeah, her dad's in the hospital and her boyfriend was just diagnosed with cancer. I, I don't know. I, I still No, I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> Well, I see. I was, I was trying to keep that off the air. But um, why? It's all over her Twitter. It's on her Twitter it's account. Not it is public. Right. Because I don't think it's something we just bring up. I know it's not. It's not really appropriate. So the last story um, was a demo we got at Xseed, and I have to tell you guys, I did not see much in this demo that really impressed me. It wasn't a very impressive demo. Um, I mean, it looked like yeah, there's a game here. It's an RPG. He explained some of the systems. Um, it's Mistwalker, and we couldn't play it, so I couldn't tell if it was any fun. And so I'm a little concerned for it. Mm-hmm. I know that it, you know it didn't get like super high end reviews, right? In Japan, 
Let me. I'll look it up while you keep talking. I, I don't believe it did. And uh, you you can watch a video, and that'll that'll give you the best impression because it'll you know you'll be able to see what I got to see without being all exhausted and and stressed out like I was at the time I took that demo because there were lots of things going on. And oh, um, that's right. You basically had to run from one appointment to yeah, another because we, one... we had we had missed our original time with them, and we were late, and then we had to sandwich in through the end of a very boring demo in order to see this demo and yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that other demo? Gosh, that looked boring. What was it? It was oh, you uh, guys Ragnarok something? Yeah, Online? Ragnarok Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> Which just looked like some sort of weird monster clone monster hunter clone or something. But Wait, anyway. the last we you said, right? The last story, yes. Oh, why does IGN already have a review up? Because they reviewed the version in England. It's already out over there. Oh, okay. And 85 isn't bad. Okay, good, good. I'm glad to hear that because the demo was not all that fantastic. So, I'm surprised because I remember over the you that was one of the games you held up as a great traditional RPG from a from a guy that you really liked. That was part of your Operation Rainfall trilogy. It's not traditional. I don't no, know but why it, I said that. I must have been full of crap. What's um, what's the break though? But I mean, it's fr- from a guy with a great heritage in traditional RPGs, right? So it still yes. has a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess I'm kind of hoping that game will be fantastic, and I'm glad every, to hear an 85. Like, like every review I'm going to is like an eight to ten. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, uh, Metacritic the positive review is eighty two percent. So are you gonna pick it up? Are you? But you were. Could you just been you were tired, or you think it was just a bad demo because the translator? Oh, um, I'm still interested in the game. Um, I was waiting to hear for some reviews. You've already got them, so I guess that takes care of that. Apparently, um, RP Gamer gave it a 4.0 out of five. Yeah, we gave it a good review. Uh, seven, <laughs> seven reviewed it. Yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, so I was waiting for the US for release. It was my original cool. plan. So that's a after little... seeing the demo, I was gonna be like, well. I'll wait for the original release and hearing how people on podcasts, what they think about it. <laughs> Get some idea if it's for me, because it's a little different. I guess that's it. Yeah. It has six-player co-op. That's cool. Let's do that. Let's do RP Gamer team play of The Last Story. Let me give you my friend code. It's R2. Oh, and with that, let us close out the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you'd like to give us feedback, podcast at, at, yeah, podcast at rpgamer.com. Board.rpgamer.com is our message board system. You can go log on there. In the last update section, you'll find a thread for the show that you can leave a comment on, and then we can read on the show. You can also call us, 608-729-4098, and leave your phone, thoughts on the air. 30 seconds or so, please, if you don't mind, for the voicemails. And anything else coming up? Anything awesome? Pokemon Conquest, apparently. Yeah, Pokemon Conquest is coming out soon. Uh, uh, Gamescom is... at the end of the summer. I guess is the next big event to look forward to. Gamescom at the end of the summer. I, uh, I would like to. I would like to go to that, but yeah, it's expensive. Hopefully, there'll be actual announcements and new things there. Hey, I think Gamescom Otherwise... is probably bigger than E3 at this point. I agree. Otherwise, what, Mike? Otherwise, there's packs to look forward to at that point. Well, after July, Square Enix has no anything announced, right? Sure, except they're Tomb Raider at some point. Well, no RPGs. 
And that's just kind of sad. So I hope uh, they announce something at Gamescom or PAX. Uh, Or TGS after that. Yeah, but then... I was going to say That won't come out here this year, then. Yeah, I mean, that Uh, that means for the At this point, nothing is coming out here this year. It's just all over. No Square Enix RPGs for Christmas? Doubt it. That's kind of sad. Because they won't have Dragon Quest X? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. Well, are you surprised at all? Because I'm not. What, that Square Enix is no longer an RPG company? Yeah, I'm still a bit surprised about that. It takes us a while to get rid of 15, 20 years of history like that. No, no, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying the Square Enix is an RPG company. It's just with with stuff like Type Zero, and it doesn't seem to be coming out over here, and the delays on Versus Thirteen. It's kind of like, well, why bother releasing a, a you know a, a JRPG like Type Zero in a, in, a, in two countries that evidently hate them? We don't hate JRPGs over here, though. Uh, yeah, but you're but you're you're speaking as a fan, not as like the marketing guy, right? Yeah, Apparently. that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 differentiating. I don't think the market says that either, though. I don't know. When's the last big JRPG that exploded? That blew What's up? the last big JRPG that was marketed here? Uh, I'm sorry, Thirteen Two still sold a lot. Yeah, it is two, and it didn't sell five million like Thirteen, but it still sold a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you look at, um, like, well, just. <laughs> I look at uh, the, the the response that it got. It may have sold a lot, but you know. Hey, I was one of the first it. people, and I got shit for it for saying that thirteen two was not as good as thirteen. I stand by that. It fixed some things. It broke other things. I did not like the direction it took. No, no, that's fine. I'm not disparaging your opinion on it. No, 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 I'm just saying. But as, as, as people said that at first, and then people are like, oh, no, it's so much better. And then you look at Metacritic, you look at the reviews, and they say, yeah, it's great. They did this, they did that, and then they give it a lower score. <laughs> so you're like, hmm, that's an interesting idea that you have that your words don't mean anything. <laughs> well, the narrative has issues with 13.2. Yeah. 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 And it does I think you just get too disjointed with yeah. playing the same zones over and over in mm-hmm. different ways, and you're just like, yeah. eh, I could do better things. Uh, Thirteen two, we've got a claim of two hundred thousand, which seems really low. I can't believe it would be that low because for the U.S. Some numbers said it wasn't. Yeah. Oh well, they only talk global for Square Enix, so two hundred thousand have to be NPD, which is only you have to double. Mm. Okay. And the four guys did the translation, did they? On thirteen two, no. The Square Enix has their own no. Translation. Okay, they're talking about Tales of Graces F. Sorry, oh, okay. this is all Tales of Graces F. Two hundred thousand, I totally believe for Tales of Graces F. Yeah. <laughs> You're reading their own game or something? What? Tales of Graces F, right. which has a bad story. I didn't know that. I thought people liked that game. No, I quite liked it. Okay, fun gameplay, okay story. I I think that was the way I I think that was what I said about it. Um, well, I I really need to go back to Vesperia and kind of compare the two side by side again. Um, I mean the battle system in Graces is really good. Good. It it's one of those. It, it's the strong the strong point of that game is definitely the battle system. But the the, the story was pretty good. Wow. Okay, we need to wrap this show up. What am I doing? Yeah, right. we did. So let's uh, let's uh, thank everybody for watching this week, and we're back on the normal schedule now. Sorry about the no show last week. Um, 
blame Lucifer. We were watching him get married and have a crazy party and all that. So uh, we will be back next week, and we'll see you then. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time. RPGamer.com slash lives where you can watch the live show and join in the chat room and uh, be part of the discussions like Wolf and Severin and Mib A-O-N-0-T-T, someone with the random name and all that sort of good <laughs> <like> stuff. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And until then, everybody, goodbye and enjoy your post-E3 time to finish up games. Bye. <laughs>